Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
Y'all know I love to sing along with uh y'all know I love singing along with the with the song and y'all just caught me singing. Good evening, citizens of Earth. Welcome, humans. I merely tell you that the future of your planet is at stake. We have to ask you to try to stay calm and it's important for everyone not to panic. I am authorized to assure you that so far there is no reasonable cause for alarm. We We work for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. It's awesome, baby! What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? This takes tight to you. Welcome to death. Welcome to Manly's Radio, baby. It's getting ready to be popping. As you know, each and every Wednesday night, we come in and we talk about this amazing book, Man Leads. Oh. You wonder why we keep coming back because we can't cover all the information and all the topics that continually come up in society each and every week. Um, last week we didn't have a show. I do apologize. Two weeks ago we had a barn burner though. Uh, just you have to go back in the archives. Just go to Blog Talk Radio, type in Man Leads Radio, and it'll pop right up. You'll see all of the episodes um, on Blog Talk Radio, and but. Last week, I was in L.A. Big shouts out to the left coast for showing me. This is a dream come true. It was. It was. a Hey, I made a lot of connects. I will be forward, not back. I will be forward coming back out to L.A. Oh, man, 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 man. I mean, I just got back in today. Uh, rerouted on a couple of different planes. They didn't even bring my bags back yet, but I was so excited about doing the show tonight. I was like, okay, when y'all call me, I get. Well, you have my address, and they're supposed to call me before they bring me my bags. They were in last seen in Denver, I think, but it's okay because I don't stay in Denver. I'm in Atlanta, so uh, yeah. Big shout out to ISIS. I saw ISIS was on the uh, Manly's Instagram page. Came all the way down to Atlanta, picked up 12 copies of the book. That's what I'm talking about. Big shout out to Ice. Yeah, I want, you know, I hope Isis is on the line tonight so we can hear what she did with them 12 copies. How many of them are gone already? They all should be gone by now. Uh, the call in number tonight is 347 and you are bound to have a good time. Also, if you are, uh, this show is proudly sponsored by manleads.com, relaxationisthekey.info, coachkayer.com, as well as moonmagic28.info. Um, a lot of people, well, we had a couple people ask us about coaching programs. Uh, Ro definitely has a coaching program over at manleads.com, and I have a couple of different coaching programs over at coachkayer.com. But the big one that's open right now is moonmagic28.info. 
You got to be in it to win it. You can't win it from the sideline or window shopping. And you can't really, you, you get some advantages by listening to the show, but we're not giving you like all the tools and techniques. We're just coming up and letting you know what is available. You get tons more if you get it in person. So if you're interested in getting some coaching from Roe or Coach Kair, please get in contact with us through our websites. All right. Bam. Let's get started tonight. I can't do this by myself. I mean, this lady right here, who I'm about to bring in, she's the co-hostess with the mostest, you know, uh, too sweet to be sour. What is it? Yeah, woman of the hour, too sweet to be sour. She's speaks five different languages, is the leading expert in teaching multilinguals to children. She had a school here in Atlanta for eight years. She was balling out of control. And then she went and wrote this book after she did two years of research. She interviewed over a thousand men and said, hey, tell me what is making your household work. And that's where the book came from. I ain't going to keep telling y'all about it. I ain't going to talk your head off. Y'all put y'all hands together. It's awesome, baby. Bro, what's happening with you? Hi, how are you? Woo-wee. No jet lag has set in yet, so I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I'm glad to be back on the East Coast. Thank you for asking. How you doing tonight? I'm good. That's what's up. I'm glad you're cheery and happy and things like that, and you got that real vibrant energy in your voice because tonight we got a real touchy subject. Why are women angry? Woo-hoo! Are you ready to tackle this tonight? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now, sometimes she just get too happy over it. I think she just fell back and crossed her legs right there, you know what I'm saying, looked at her manicured nails and was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this right here. So was I correct? Are you really casual? Are you prepared for this one right here, like really, really prepared? You know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, First off, because, you know, a lot of people come in to listen to our show. Like, we had, like, a barn burner as far as numbers of people who called in last uh, two weeks ago. That was a uh, big-time show when we talked about uh, Ray Rice. But now we're talking about why are women angry. And there are a lot of women that are just, like, really upset. But I still want you to introduce yourself and give people just a little bit of background about yourself how the book came about for our new listeners. We do this each we do this each and every week so our new listeners can catch up, you know, because people are always inviting people to the show. So can you tell us why the why you wrote the book and, you know, where you're at right now and give me and even give us some of the feedback on what you've been having, you know, in you know, the recent six to nine months in book sales and what people are saying about your program. Okay, well for Eight whole years, I owned a trilingual international private school, which was an elementary school in Atlanta. And it was, you know, every year it went very well as far as I was concerned, the students, the teachers, and the fathers of the school. But the mothers were a problem year after year. And... It took me a while to understand that what these mothers are a part of is a culture of negativity. Mm. So 
when I realized that they were causing the same havoc at their homes within their families and toward their husbands that they were uh, bringing to the school, I realized that, that I could never please them, they would never be happy, that they were addicted to negativity, and that the only thing that I could do for my students at that point was to close the school and write a book based on research of what really works in harmonious families across the globe so that when they grew up, they did not have to have the same experiences. Mm. And, and it has it, turned, I'm sorry? No, no, I was just going to ask you, you know, for the record, a lot of people say, well, how much, you know, how many people did you interview? And then they say, well, your 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 research could have been skewed because you talk in such absolutes. Each and every week we talk in absolutes. And people are like, oh, it's impossible for it to be absolutes. You must have just been handpicking people. So I wanted you to just talk on that, you know, how many people you interviewed and, like, what was the, what was the array in the backgrounds of the men and women and, like, what was the criteria for even interviewing these men? Well, what first has to be understood is that I speak five languages, and I am an expert in culture. And when I went out to do my research, I realized that masculinity is its own culture based on the definition of culture from what I know as an expert in culture. But also, I the fact that I speak five languages has opened me up to be able to understand that men have their own language, which is not mostly verbal. So in order for me to understand and grasp the entirety of what the men I interviewed were saying, I needed to be able to learn how to speak man, man language. And it's something I have become very skilled at, mostly because of the fact that I interviewed a thousand men and their families. And when I piece all of their answers together, I can get a very broad idea of what men are referring to when I ask them certain questions or certain uh, behaviors within their families. The men that I chose to interview were pretty much random, except for the fact that they had to have come from generations of healthy marriages from the opinions of the women and children in their lives. And they had to have come from absolutely no abuse or no sexual bias towards women and or women's rights. So we were not getting men who were sexist towards women or abusive in any way. These men were and are considered extremely healthy leaders within their society. And and I did not just interview men from other countries. Some of the men I were I was able to interview came from this country. You know, it wasn't easy to find the men who fit this particular criteria from this country, but there are some men who are great leaders within their community and have extremely harmonious families from America also. Did I answer everything? Yes. I mean, exceptional, exceptionally, exceptionally well, very well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So now uh, myself, my background is that I came from a broken home, uh, broken mean uh, they, they started fighting very early, then they had a divorce, 
Then they played, you know, uh, the game of manipulating one another through the children. I, I'm a I'm a, a grown up latchkey kid, and there was a lot of healing that I had to do. And that's one of the specialties that I coach is in relationships. And I deal with a lot of women. And yes, they are very. Um, they want to know the techniques, but most of them that I come to are very angry about a lot of different things. And um, that's why when I saw the book, Man Leads, Woman Follow, Everyone Wins, and that you had it laid out with evidence and you had it laid out with technique, I said, yo, this would be a good match. And I'd love to have you on the show. And now here we are probably three months and 12 shows in. And each and every week, we're just getting tons of feedback from people who was that that hit us on Facebook uh, yesterday? We got to give him a shout out. Um, Keith, big shouts out to Keith, who gave us, uh, who hit me and row up yesterday and told us thank you for the job we're doing here on the show. So big shouts out to Keith and his family, and um, big shouts out to Isis too. Isis came all the way down to get twelve books, right, Row? Yeah, I. Now, I know y'all had a good conversation. I'd love to have been a fly on the wall for that because Isis, is a, she's a very astute. She loves to study. So when I saw that picture, I was like, yeah. She she had been calling me. She was like, I got to get them books. Got to get them books. So she probably called, she'll probably call in later on in the show. So, all right. Let's get on to why women are angry. Why are women upset? Well, I got my own ideas about them being upset. Tonight, I asked my roommate and she said well what about the orgasms i said what about the orgasms she said you know a lot of women are angry because they're not sexually satisfied i said man that can't be the root of it i said it's got to be if there's better leadership then there can be better orgasms so it's got to be deeper than that but i do want to touch on that tonight the sex and the orgasms you know the whole thing but i want to get down to the root bro what did rose research come to find out was the root of women being angry? Well, I believe that women are angry mostly because of habit. I know that this is hard to accept and believe, but what I have seen all across the globe is that women choose to be happy. And in our society, we kind of believe that happiness is this thing that happens to us. Mm. Um, we are in a habit of being angry. And it's not okay for women to walk around angry. That is the opposite of feminine, the opposite of productive, the opposite of helpful, and it doesn't have to happen. One of the posts that I put on Facebook just, uh, I guess, like an hour ago is that women are having sex with men way too soon. And a lot of this causes anger. Mm. A lot of this causes anger because women have told me that they believe that if they demonstrate their sexual abilities, that they will be able to sway a man into, you know, seeing their qualifications. But this is far, far, far from how men think and how men feel. Of course a man will accept sex if it seems that it will be a benefit for him physically, 
but women need to learn that sex with a man only needs to be if he is also emotionally attracted to her and that sex cannot happen unless there is some type of commitment that a woman is comfortable with. If she's comfortable with what with the commitment that the man in her life is offering to her and they have sex after that commitment, then we can get rid of a lot of disappointment and anger. But a lot of women are angry because they had sex with a guy and he didn't call back or they had sex with a guy and he didn't, you know, stay in a relationship with them. Women won't be angry if they did not have sex with a guy and he's not behaving the way that they expected. This is a huge, huge reason why a lot of women are walking around angry. Today, have you ever seen this talk? Well, I know you don't watch uh, TV, but have you ever heard of this show called The Real? Have you ever heard of that show? No. Okay, me neither. I had never heard of it. And so it's um, it's like three, it's three black women, one Asian woman and a Puerto Rican woman, and they're like married to celebrities. But I would have to say they have, you know, you know, even though they're married to celebrities, they're trying to be like kind of street and cool, even though they're dressed up and got the makeup on and stuff. And so I was flicking through the channels and saw it yesterday, and so I just stopped on it. It might have been this morning while I was on the plane or something, and. Um. One of the one of the females was talking about her schedule, and she says, "I'm 37 years old, and if I was to get back into the dating, you know, her and her man broke up, she would hurry, hurry up and put it put it down. Like she clapped her hands, she was like, "I'm going to put it down so I can know immediately whether I'm wasting my time or not." So to me, it was like she wanted to put him on a schedule real quick, and then if he wasn't with what her schedule was that she had planned for her, which to me seemed like she wanted to feel accepted, like you said, a woman, how how desirable. She, most times, a lot of women are in relationships because they want to look desirable. It just seemed like she was very. She would seem to be very angry if the man was not with her schedule. Can you speak about that? Like, is is that something that's going on? Is that a phenomenon where if women feel their biological clock is ticking when they get, like, 35 and up and over, that, you know, that they start to get a little more angry because they're not in the relationship that they think they should be in? Of course, but the opposite is going to happen. Men see women as less valuable who seem like they are like they have an open door policy with their bodies. So women are trying to use their bodies to attract men sexually. And men will take the sex, but it is not going to emotionally attract a man. That's mm. not going to work. They can do the opposite as, you know, just pushing them away. Right. Right, 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 right. And a lot of women don't know what emotional attraction is because women are not aware of the fact that men, good men, which is, again, almost all men are good men, contrary to popular belief. But women are not aware of the fact that good men are looking for the one in one form or another. 
It may not be in his 20s. It's probably not ever going to be in a guy's 20s. But men are looking for the one, and they're trying to weed out women to determine who the one is. It's not that women are going to sway men into marrying them through sex or anything else. It's that men are looking for the one. We have to remember this. And when men are looking for the one and a woman comes along who he's not emotionally attracted to, but he's physically attracted to her, he will probably have sex with her. But she doesn't turn into the one from sex. As a matter of fact, she probably turns into definitely not the one through just sex because men categorize women sadly all day long every day. And within the first few seconds of a man meeting a woman, he will categorize her as sexual material or non-sexual material if it's possible. But women need to understand that this is what men are going to try to do, categorize them in the first few seconds as sexual material Mm -hmm. or marriage material. And when this takes place, it's very hard to get out of that. But women need to understand that there are several things that can be done. Not dressing provocatively will keep you out of being categorized quickly as sexual-only material. And talking too much, talking too much when you first meet a guy will give way too much information that may not be accurate because men are trying to determine if you are sexual material or not sexual material, not sexual-only material, I need to clarify. But this talking too much is where men get mentally clouded in the beginning when they first meet a woman. They try to take that information and go too far with it. Um, But women need to understand that there are certain skills that they can use in order to not be categorized so easily so that they don't have to become angry. Okay, before we get to the skills, you know I want to ask about that. You said don't dress. Now, are you you saying don't dress so provocative? Because I know in the book you say, you know, be pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like you want to be sexy. Like can, can you... Like, what's the line between sexy and too provocative? We've seen your pictures. Your pictures on Instagram are very sexy. They're not really provocative, and you're not revealing too much. But, you know, us men, we like looking at you on Instagram. So what's the difference? Well, you know, the main difference is the man who's standing in front of me. So the man who who I want to determine my value a certain way or not. When Mm -hmm. I'm taking for social media, it's to make certain points. Sometimes those points are about being uh, feminine. Sometimes those points, those pictures are to show uh, beauty or keeping your body um, attractive. But it doesn't mean that I am going to wear anything in front of a man who I first meet and try to get him to put me in in a non-sexual only category. Often if I am in a meeting, even a business meeting, I wear a scarf around my cleavage area. I'm not showing that 
not not in the first meeting where someone's going to try to determine my value, whether I'm interested in them in a business stand from a business standpoint or from a um, relationship standpoint. Women need to make sure that they have to keep their positions as high from a man's point of view, no matter what he is to them, no matter what he can become to them. So this is something that can be taken into the workplace. This is something that needs to be taken from location to location when you're in public. All men are responding to women in a sexual-only or non-sexual value based on their appearance first. And we don't like to give appearance this much credit. We have been told for so many decades in this country that the way that we look should not have any effect on the way that we are treated. But this is so wrong that it's scary. And let me say why. Men are natural hunters. They are wired to hunt so that they can provide food or any other type of need for women and children. The first thing that a hunter needs in order to catch his prey is his eyes. And men are wired to use their eyes to determine quality meat. My, 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 show sounds good to me. I ain't got that sound effect, so I had to sing that one right there. Um, one thing, <laughs> I'm still going to get to the skill part, but I want to have to say a big ashe, show you right, amen, church, big clap hands on how we use our eyes. Um, because those are, like Rose says, a part of our instincts and qualifications. Like, even if we're hunting something or we're picking out a bow and arrow or a spear or a gun, we have to be able to look at it or we have to be able to scope, scope the land out in order for us to see how we're going to hunt for, you know, our family and to bring it back. So we, we're looking at, and that's one way that our testosterone works, by the things that we see. When we see a lot of cleavage, testosterone may go up. We see more thigh and short skirts, testosterone may go up. Now, more mature, healthy men, us good men, Talking too much, like Rose says, or saying something crazy out your mouth will make my testosterone go down no matter how much cleavage you're showing. Um, and that's the, that's the difference between a healthy man and an unhealthy man is, you know, he has to be well-rounded and not just one-dimensional, even though we say, yes, um, a part of watching her or looking at her, you know, how sexy is she and so on and so forth. Now, you said earlier about women need to develop skills that will keep her from being angry. You mean that it's not the man's fault that she's angry? She got to develop skills? It's her lack of skills that's making her angry? Well, it's nobody's fault um, when anybody is angry. And but we have to remember that women are highly emotional. Me too. All women are emotional. So our emotions Amen. need to be sexed by us often. And, yes, happiness is a choice. 
I have seen this all over the world where certain women from certain families, more so from cultures that support this, choose to be happy. And I have seen husbands come into their households, sit down, flop their shoes down where they're not supposed to be, and the woman has this continuous smile on her face, not because she's a doormat like we generally think, but because she chooses to be happy. And this happiness reflects back to her man and corrects his behavior and unhappiness and his response toward her. You know, that's another thing that we have to continuously remember, that the way that a man is wired is to respond to a woman first, not any woman, not himself, not his environment, not the children even, but to respond to his woman first so that he can determine what she needs from him as far as protection and providing is concerned. So we love to say that men need to step up and do this, this, that, and that, but we have to remember that they will in response to a woman's attitude and behavior. A woman's attitude and behavior is the king of responses within a family. Say that again. Repeat that last statement again. A woman's attitude and behavior is the king of responses within a family. So we like to say happy... We like to say happy wife, happy life, and some of that is true, although I agree with that generally. But if a woman is in a positive, happy mood and she's in a relationship with a good man, not a negative, abusive man, but a good man, she can always influence everyone around her within that family, including him, with her energy, femininity, happiness, and mood. She influences everyone in the family, more so because of the way that men are wired. They have to be wired this way because they have always been and always will be the protectors of the women and the children. In the event room on Facebook, a young lady gave us the question and said, why is it does our anger frighten men? I'm going to let you address that first. Why is it that women's anger frighten men? What do you have to say about that question? Well, really, it's the same thing that I just said. The first thing is that women's anger frightens men because they're responding to that anger. It also is reducing their testosterone level when the woman is angry because, again, men are wired to protect and provide for women. So an angry woman is not pleased, and that's the opposite of protection. Mm, right, right, so right, when, right. When a woman is not pleased, it causes a man to feel like a failure on some level. We have to continuously remember that men feel, even when they're unable to say or unwilling to say this, men feel responsible for a woman's happiness, even though they're not. A woman is responsible for her happiness. 
But a man wants his woman to be pleased only. And no matter how much we try to say that this is unrealistic for one reason or another, this is how men are wired. They want their women to be pleased because they are the protectors and providers. So whatever they protect and provide is supposed to cause a sense of being pleased by the woman. And so there's nothing that's going to be solved or improved or built upon in any relationship if the woman cannot be happy. If a woman cannot keep herself happy, then the relationship will crumble because the main reason that the man is there is not sex. It's not to get bills paid. It's not to get food cooked. The main reason that the man is in a relationship with a woman is because he wants to be able to make her Happy. Y'all, hey, well, I'm sorry. You know what I got to do. My fault. It's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on coming. I was a little slow on the draw, but you are absolutely right. You, uh, but, and I realized that a happy woman doesn't get angry. It's really hard for a really happy woman to get angry, even if she is very emotional, you know, even if she is very sensitive which is my thing about the men. Um, I also, I don't feel that men are frightened by a woman's anger. We are turned off. We're not turned off, not frightened. Yeah, we're we're not frightened. And if we are, we aren't frightened. We aren't frightened by your anger. We're frightened by what you, what you are capable of, by what the media has shown us by you being angry and the movies that Tyler Perry has put out here and all of those things. We are, we're frightened of those things that you can do, especially in the cases of lying. You know what I'm saying? Some women get so angry, they're going to make up a story about a brother. We are, we are afraid of that. But your just anger of thinking that you're just going to come and just beat on us and beat us up, we ain't afraid of that, but we're definitely turned off, turned off. We don't want to continue to protect you because we don't seem, we seem like we're a failure. We seem like we failed you in protecting you. And then we want to be peaceful. I've said that since day one, Ro. How many times have you heard me say men really want peace? Not a yeah, piece but this of- is something that really surprises women. It really surprises women. And they think that men are just going around trying to eat, sleep, and have sex. And it is so far from the truth. We need to be really, really clear that men are not verbally talented creatures. What you hear from a man's mouth is not necessarily his feelings. But men are extremely sensitive beings. There is a lot going up in their going on in their minds. They are they are thinking a whole lot more than women like to give them credit for. And they are planning and planning and planning way more than women think. 
Those that's the cash register. Every time you say something that's like that, that's that cash register when you're hitting it like that. Please continue, please. Yeah, you know, men are not dumb. We need to stop doing this. And, you know, one of the things that can be healed from women really understanding how complex men are is, you know, there can be much more respect for men once we understand how complex they are. Men love to say that they are simple, but they're saying they're simple because they don't have a lot of words to describe themselves. And they often do not understand themselves from a, a place where they can verbally Men often do not understand themselves from a place where they can verbally explain it, which is so, such the beautiful thing about the book. You know, my male readers tell me that they cannot believe that there are all of these words for what they have been trying to say but have been unable to say for their whole lives. But I guarantee everyone listening that what we have in the book, Man Leads, is the feelings of the true feelings of good men, what they what they need, how they operate, how much time they need to themselves. You know, we don't need to be angry because men want time to themselves. That's ridiculous. Not only do they want time to themselves, but they need time for themselves in order to be the best men that they can be. You know? <laughs> I wish you could, well, if anybody's looking at me on YouTube and you can see my face right now, I'm just grinning over here. Like, I'm just scratching my head. I ain't scratching my head because I'm confused because you summing it up. That's, I mean, hold on. Let me just, this ain't no cosign. Rodin paid me to cosign this. I got to say this because she, cause she, cause she can talk, so I'm not cutting her off. I'm just adding on. But she hit it exactly on the head why me and my brothers, we love this book because she finally put it into word format for us. And she proved this point. I've been saying this for so long. Sometimes I do this with women. And I speak on how women really feel. And women say, you aren't supposed to be able to express it like that so clearly. But I am. And it's not that I'm wrong. I'm expressing it clearly. And it can happen. And now Roe is expressing it for men. And then for men to see the format. Roe doesn't want to talk for us, but she has shown us the format and the and given us words like a skeletal system. Like it doesn't represent every man on the planet as far as like his soul nature and his astrological chart and his numer his numerology. But on a I mean, on a broad basis, I would have to say when she says that we are wired to be instinctual first and think second when when she says we want to protect and be happy and want some time alone more than we just want to have sex and eat and that we are much smarter than women think that we are or give us credit for. That's, that's all that's all correct, but we we have been beat down. Now if you wanna know now this is on that same question, she says, Why does the anger frighten us? 
I want to tell all women listening tonight what does frighten us. You know what frightens us, Ro? What's that? Ridicule. Yeah, because that's saying that's saying that you're not a good um, protector or provider. Yes, yes, and we associate your anger with that mouth, and you getting angry. And since you are a superior, you have forgotten that you are a superior linguist and superior communicator. And when you get angry, this goes back to what I said about Shaharazad Ali's book, uh, "The Black Man's Guide to Understand the Black Woman." He, she, uh, she said that the man can. There's no way he can keep up with the woman's mouth, and the woman is going to go to her strong point. That's why when you get in a physical, when you get into domestic abuse, domestic abuse normally starts off verbally and mentally before it becomes physical, and the man is retaliating. He's retaliating from the verbal and the mental, but there are no there are no litigations or no laws on the books. There's no legislature that protects men from verbal and mental abuse. And so when we are being attacked, we're being attacked by your specialty, ladies, and your specialty is you are a superior communicator. Now, as I say in astrology, there's a high energy and there's a low energy to everything. You can take that same superiority and lift me up to a Barack Obama or a Kennedy or a Kanye West or a Jay-Z or you can beat my behind and beat me all the way into thinking that I'm no good and now I should be homeless when I used to trade on Wall Street. Your comments on that, Ro? Well, I think that it is a huge misunderstanding um, for a lot of women because we believe that there's nothing that we can do to hurt men as much as men become hurt. We do not understand how hurt men are because once they're hurt, they really don't want to talk. And we think he's bigger than me, he's stronger than me, he's a man. So, you know, he has the power to hurt me, but I really don't have the power to hurt him. A lot of women are good women, and they really just don't see that they are hurting men. Men have these looks on their faces that don't change when women say hurtful things. They do not say a lot of things back, and they let their hurt build up until they get really, really angry. And most men keep that under control. And so us as women, we do not see that we are hurtful to men because we have been told for many generations that men hurt women. We don't hear much about women hurting men. But a lot of men are Seriously, seriously hurt, disappointed. Um, they're they're not wanting to be in relationships. Good men, a lot of good men have decided that they are just going to be alone, have sex every once in a while, while you know, until they can't, after they can't take waiting anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, cook their own food, go to work, go home. In Atlanta, I hear a lot of women saying, you know, there are no good men, all of the men are gay. But it's not true. We have an extremely large number of single heterosexual men in Atlanta, one of the highest in the country, actually, besides um, San Francisco and Seattle. But what we are having where these men are 
is at work, in traffic, and at home because they have given up on the idea that women are going to bring them peace and love. Mm. Boy, that's that's a, uh, this is a sound effect I don't like playing because you're right, and when that that giving up which is really, which is a martial art technique. The first rule of martial arts is to avoid rather than harm, Ro. Did you know that? No, but, no, I didn't know, but, you know, a lot of people see this as cowardly, but the truth is that, you know, what you keep saying, men are looking for peace, peace, peace. And we don't see this in our Western society. We think that men, for some reason, are causing dramatic situations, but when you look, just calmly look closely, you can see that it is the women who are creating dramatic situations. And men are trying to respond with peace so that they can be an example to the woman in their lives as to what they want to get back. But it's Mm. not working. They will leave to have peace. They stop talking on the phone to have peace. They stop, um, you know, having dinner at the dinner table to have peace. They stop coming home to have peace. They get another apartment to have peace. And we like to say that they are avoiding us, but if they're avoiding women in their lives whom are dramatic, then who's really the peacemaker, the one who's, initiating a lot of drama or the person who keeps walking away from drama. Hmm. Mm, mm. Excellent, excellent question. You said who's initiating? Yeah, and I'm not saying that all men are emotionally equipped to deal with regular, everyday responsibilities. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that most men are able to deal with regular, everyday situations when the woman comes to them in a peaceful way with them. Oh, my goodness. I got a question in the chat room, Ro. I don't know if you're ready for this one. You might want to kick back. I'm going to give you this question. I'm going to take some callers. But uh, this might – I can see you. (laughs) I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it slow. And I'm going to read it twice. Yes, I saw your comment. I'm getting ready to ask her right now. Whoo, Lord have mercy. I'm going to give it a shot too, Ro. This is tough. You know I'll say anything, but even with this one right here. Lord have mercy. Y'all better call in 347-205-9089. A woman will still measure her worth by what a man spends on her or gives her financially. If it's not enough, she will feel unloved because she's not giving, he's not giving to her standards of her worth. Let me read this again. A woman will still measure her worth by what a man spends on her or gives her financially. If it's not enough, she will feel unloved because he is not giving to her standards of her worth. What does Roe say to that? Well, I want to know if that was a man or a woman who wrote that. Female. Because I don't agree. I think that a woman who is saying that is either sadly confused or in masculine energy from this point of view. Mm. Now, 
most women who are in feminine energy are willing and able to nurture a man's financial abilities and does not determine a man's love for her based on what he can financially provide. Yes, women love to be provided for. Yes, women love gifts. However, women are not supposed to, if they're in their serious feminine energy, determine a man's love for her based on the amount of money being spent. That is just Greedy. That's just I, abusive. Whew. Um, I want to. Well, first off, I got him. I want to say this because this is a show about remedies. All right. So listen, if you are a female and you agree with the amount of money he gives me, has to be equal to my worth. Now watch this. Close your eyes and take a deep breath. Exhale. And imagine that you have all the money that you can have. Imagine that you are the queen of Sheba. And you're not talking to an ordinary Joe Blow citizen of the kingdom. You are the queen of Sheba with your own kingdom and your own money. And then King Solomon comes along, who even has more wealth than you. And you remember that Queen Sheba was not impressed by Solomon's wealth. So in 2014, 15, 16, let's say you already got your own money. And then a man comes along and the statement that you make, sometimes women say this to ridicule men. You can't do nothing for me because I got my own money. But what about this time? It's true. You do have your own money. Are you going to say that you're going to measure your worth? by how much money a man can give you? Do you think Oprah Winfrey, a billionaire, uh, followed that same esteem? Or do you think that that is because you currently may not be where you are at personally in your own desires financially? My particular suggestion... Let me just finish this statement. Let me just finish this one statement. I'll pass it back to you. My suggestion is, like Rose says, Get behind and nurture your man to where he starts to bring in five and ten times as much money, and it's not a competition. And I know Rose is getting ready to talk about why does he got to spend it all on you? Is that what you want? Do you want to have some unlimited amount of financial account where you can spend most of the money in the street so there's no lineage left over? Okay, Rose, now back to you. You know what I was going to do. Yeah, you know, spending up a man's hard-earned money is the epitome of disrespectful. You know, when you have to remember that men pride themselves on their ability to protect and provide. So if you take that providing and you spin, spin, and find more reasons for things that you quote, unquote, need, you are being extremely disrespectful. And, yes, A man will give you money knowing that he can't afford it because he's trying to please you. But a man who's in strong leadership will make it very clear that he is not going to give up the idea of being able to 
create a, a strong family, a strong future, or a strong lineage because you want a new handbag. <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, you know, for all of the men listening, when women are behaving in this way, there does not need to be a fear that she will leave because she wants more money. Let her leave. Let her leave. This is, there are plenty of women who can bring more money through simply nurturing their man properly. And part of nurturing a man properly is respecting him and spending up all of a man's hard-earned money, whether you have some or not, is the epitome of masculine disrespect. And like I keep saying over and over again, respect is love to a man. Women love to say that they want to be respected too. That goes both ways, blah, 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 blah. But the truth is adoration is love to a woman. If she's feminine, she agrees that to be adored is to feel truly loved by a man. So we need to offer respect to men so that they feel loved by us because if they don't feel respected, also known as loved by us, they need to get that from somewhere else in order to continue to protect and provide for anyone. This is not about them being being selfish about their needs. When a man needs to feel loved, also known as respected, that is so that he's able to continue to protect and provide for anyone. Oh, my fault. You knew I was coming with it. This is a dream come true. It's awesome, <laughs> And the hits just keep on coming. All right, I got to open up the lines. I know some of y'all got some, some, some of y'all sitting over here biting at the bit. I can keep on going. I got some more to say now, and people are still hitting me on the chat room and things like that. And you know, this this whole today when I was on the plane, I wrote out like fifteen different particular topics. And as always, the over the top feminist is well. First off, for me in my mind, I feel this show is for the children. Number one, two, I feel that is for men who want to be in happy relationships, who need to learn how to lead. And then three is for women who need to, who want to be in happy relationships and embrace real feminine goddess energy. And four in the back is for that masculine feminist. Y'all know who I'm talking about. That masculine feminist who says, I don't need no man. Well, me first. All I need, I'm the goddess, and then, you know, as long as I'm the goddess and I'm treated this way, yada, 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 then then this can happen. The the conditional woman, the whole if-then woman, that's what I'm I'm not going to call her a feminist. I'm going to start calling her an if-then woman because a wise goddess, in my mind, doesn't do if-then. Uh, uh, Ro, what you say, like the stipulation relationship, that doesn't work anymore, does it? Mm-mm. Right. So, um, so you know, when I get questions about, you know, 
the man, like somebody hit me earlier on and says, well, he must feed my body, mind, and soul. And so then I said, well, if he must feed your body, mind, and soul, what must you do? And then she replies, he shall receive the same in return and much more, for I am a goddess. Ro, how do men react when they hear things like that? Do, I mean, are we buying that? What, the I am a goddess thing? Yeah, that if you that if you come to me and say, well, you must feed my body, mind, and soul, and when you do, you will receive the same from me and much more because I'm a goddess. Are we buying that? In, in your research, have you heard the women in those successful relationships? Is that is that their attitude, or, is that, or does this sound like a single woman? This sounds like a single woman. This doesn't work. This whole thing where women think that men are supposed to give, give, give first in a relationship, maybe on a date, sure, but in a, in a relationship where women think that men are supposed to give, give, give before they reciprocate any type of goodness or nurturing is going to turn a man off. That is unattractive. That's manly. And that's using and abusive. Mm, 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 mm. Use and abuse. And we have to continuously remember that men are, masculine men are unattracted to women who behave in masculine energy. That's unattractive. They feel like they are sitting across from a man who looks like a woman. (laughs) yes and i want to say this too we don't need you to continue coaching us like there's some big reward at the end of it oh you must do this for me and then there's going to be some big reward in heaven we're not muslims i respect islam but don't come at me religiously like that we're talking about real life real life people here right so uh, what else is going on in my chat? Yes, yes, definitely a great example of gender roles for sure. All right, let me get to the callers. Uh, first caller we got is from uh, 215-868. Your microphone is wide open. Thank you for joining Man Leads Radio. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This is Isis calling from Philadelphia. Yay. How are you tonight? <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. Now, I can say that I have my book in my hand, and Mm -hmm. I am reading. As a matter of fact, at 10 o'clock when the program came on, I had my book in my hand, and I was reading it to some folks that were in front of me, so that's why I missed the opening. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is no joke. It is no joke. It is just totally awesome. And Roe and Coach know what uh, task I'm on right now with this book. Uh, you know, we carry my daughter and the son-in-law to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the word, the book. I mean, it speaks for itself. But my work is truly cut out for me. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, I started from the beginning of the book. First, I was just going, you know, opening up different pages. So when I went back to the beginning, and I came up to page 18, and F um, in the man, you all. Mm-hmm. And when it's 
that one that lady said she uh, should be soft spoken. Right. I, I read that. I read that one first, and then I went to H. A woman with such dedication. So I had to, you know, hand that one out this evening because my daughter does work. They'll be listening to this. He especially. She does work, and she works a twelve to fourteen hour day shift. Mm-hmm. She 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 works. She um, when we talk about that masculine uh, female, I'm sorry, that's how she was raised, and that's why I got this work to do. Because <laughs> <laughs> we 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 have some serious work. All if we want something done, we just get it done. Mm-hmm. And I'm you know expressing this to the young man that this is you know this is a work uh, a work that I, uh, this is work at, and ahead of us. And I also tried to, uh, no, not tried, I explained to him, when a man comes to a woman with a laundry list of all these things that he's going to do for her, and I'm going to do this, and I can do this, this, and this, and then, you know, we start seeing the, uh, well, nothing got done yet, 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 and then it becomes the I'm going to. And that turns sour. And then the woman is looking like, okay, you said all of this, and now I'm watching you do this. And you right. talk about the anger, the anger, the anger, the anger comes up because you constantly are talking about what you're going to do, and I need that to talk about that. Well, did you um, get to the part? Did you get to the part where you know a man's word has to be golden? It has to be. Golden. If a man oh. cannot do something, if he's not sure one hundred percent that he can do something, he is not supposed to say that he can do it. It's more so about what he says that he can do rather than what he does because the word part is the part that causes distrust. Okay, and this is interesting. I didn't get to that part yet, but this is how I was explaining it to him. I said, when you take a woman, we're sort of like children. When you tell the child that we're going to go to the amusement park next week, and the child don't know what next week is, so they keep asking, you know, when, if they're little, when are we going to the amusement park? And we're going, we're going, we're going. And then finally the child says, oh, well, that person didn't tell me the truth or however mm-hmm. they want to put it, and they get sad, and then they right. start acting out. So that's how I explained it to him. I said it would be, uh, I'm just telling you, it would behoove you to stop telling her all these things that you can do. And guess what? Yes. They're not married yet, so he has a good chance to start over. Yeah. But you're exactly right. <laughs> you are exactly right. You know, <laughs> he cannot be create a situation where he's unable to leave the family because they don't trust him. And trust for a man comes first through his word. So if a man is unable to do something or he's not sure that he can complete something for his family, he needs to say, I will try, or I can't promise that right now, but I can try. Mm -hmm. Or I will see about that next week, but I won't tell you that I can do this for sure because I'm not 100% certain yet. Yes. The moment that he says yes, that one single word, 
he needs to be there unless somebody kills him. Mm. Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> unless somebody kills him. Good. Yeah. And that's how I was, you know, explained it, explained it to him. You know, the same age as my my daughter, so I consider him as a child. I'm not trying, trying. I already messed up five men. I'm talking about them five sons of mine, okay? <laughs> With my masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Trying to be the mother and the father at the same time. So I, um, you know, they haven't gotten their books yet. My daughter got hers first. I have to round my sons up to get, get, to get them their books. Mm-hmm. But this is this is just totally beautiful. I mean, the lineage, like you say, the lineage. This is important. This is so important. Right. And as far as your daughter working so much, she needs to be able to find a way to create balance because the woman in the house is going to bring all of the balance. If she's not there enough, the house will go out of whack. Right. Mm-hmm. I explained that to her. That's why I said when the program came on, because he had, he had just come here, and I was like, "Oh, sit down. I got something to read to y'all. I know y'all have your own books, but I got to read this." And I had mm-hmm. to read it out loud. And then I looked. That's all my goodness. It's after ten, but hey, we we got to get through this. We got to get through it. It's yeah, for, and- it's for the future. Yes, and make sure they understand that a lot of couples have had to go back. A lot of couples who have filed for divorce even have had to go back Mm -hmm. and look at the book and redo a whole bunch of things. And they have been able to, a lot of them have been able to save their marriages and not file for Mm -hmm. divorce. But it doesn't have to go that far. And that's a lot of years wasted. Yeah, and because I suggest to a, I suggest to a lot of people thinking of marriage that they do not get married unless they use the book as a prenuptial agreement. Amen, amen, <laughs> hallelujah, everything. Yes, because everything is in there. Everything is in there. <laughs> I should say yes, look. Yes. look. <laughs> I I said, let me wow. give you some. Callers, Isis, I definitely appreciate you tonight. I know you're okay, going to be yes, tuned in because the lines is Thank you, Isis. Thank you, Isis. Yes, I thank you both. Peace and love. Yay. It's awesome, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, the humility of women like that who are coming and saying, I want to fix some of the things that we, that that she feels she's responsible for, and even and I always I tell nobody to take full responsibility because her and the father of those children co-created that because of that's all the information they had. But for her to say, I'm going to do my part regardless of what anybody else is doing, to me is the biggest thing because she's showing initiative as far as her saying, I want to do at least the most I can do for my part instead of saying. She's never come on the show and said their father should be doing this. Their father should be doing that, you know, and she's doing it from a very feminist, you know, what I call really goddess and nurturing energy. So definitely I applaud you, Isis, for what you're doing. I appreciate you. This is a dream come true. 
Next caller is uh two six seven four nine five. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? This wise, you know, Philadelphia's representing in here again. Who is this? Hi. How y'all doing? What's good? Who is this? Who is this calling this from? Wiser. Wiser, you know. Baby, what up, baby? You know, we 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 just need billboards of this stuff up here. You know, we we got a crisis going on up here. <laughs> so I, I got a I got a question. <clears throat> I'm put this to row real quick. So uh, there's a lot of really beautiful, intelligent women out here who have all the credentials to be um, wife material and so on and so forth. But I find that a lot of these women really over, I, I don't want to lean on the side of mistrusting, but they overthink very simple situations. And I find that these intelligent women that have overactive minds, you know, it's just very hard to deal with them because it's just mentally tiring. Trying to explain your, you know, they ask you, where are we going? You say, this is where we're going. And then they question that, and then they question this, and then they question that, and then they question this, and question that. So, and there's a lot of good <laughs> women. And I think they really lose out on men because I do feel like there are some things about men that are very simple. There are some things about us that are complicated. But I don't need a woman that I'm dealing with to overcomplicate to complicate my simple shit. See, when you complicate my simple stuff, it just becomes too much. I don't want to use the mental energy, you know, to battle that. Like, example, Einstein said, I wear a white shirt, a white lab jacket, and gray slacks every day because I don't want to use the mental energy trying to figure out what I'm going to wear day to day. So what I'm saying is in this world, and particularly for us as black males, it's important that, you know, we have mental continuity, and that we have time to – we don't really have time. Any man that's really progressive and, and, and out here really trying to make things happen for his family and for himself, we don't have a lot of time to be chasing, um, you know, waterfalls, right? So hmm. what, would, what, would you, what would you suggest if a man is dealing with a good woman, he doesn't want to get rid of – he doesn't want to rid himself of her because she is a good woman, but she kind of over-intellectualizes intellectualizes everything. Um, is there a remedy for that, or should the brother just say bye-bye? Yeah, actually, there is a remedy for that. Of course, you know, I'm going to say, you know, get her the book. But the other thing okay. is that... They got the book. They got yeah, the book. The other, thing, <laughs> the other thing is that women need need to talk. And sometimes women make up situations and make up concerns because they want to be heard. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, men need to be sure that they are connecting with their women verbally on a daily basis so that they can talk. Mm-hmm. And if there's not a lot of time for every single time that a woman wants to talk, it is okay. And women can get with this. If men just tell them, okay, I have 10 minutes, go. Because women are very talented. They can say a whole bunch in 10 minutes. Right. And they will emotionally feel heard, especially if you ask questions, if you respond, if you ask for details. 
You don't necessarily have to help like men keep trying to do. But if you ask questions and you respond and you ask for details and you go, they did what? They said what? (laughs) This is very great bonding time for women. So a lot of of this um, overthinking that women are doing is due to the fact that they don't feel emotionally connected to men, so they're trying to, like, figure stuff out all the time. Right. Or find find out what's going on here or what's going on there because they don't feel emotionally bonded to the men in their lives. So one of the ways to correct this overthinking and this overtalking or going into great detail about things that where there is no necessary reason to do that is to stay emotionally bonded to her through talking. Okay. And especially American men do not want to face the fact that they have to spend a great amount of time with a woman that they're in a relationship with. But if she's present, like if you can have her, if you can create a situation from the beginning that there are habits of being pleasant and she's pleasant to be around, then this all makes, this is everything, makes everything easier. But if she's unpleasant to be around, then, of course, it's going to be very difficult to have emotional bonding time with her. And if you already feel that she's unpleasant to be around, then, yes, the answer would be move on. Okay. Okay. So um, Hold on, hold on, hold on, Wams. I got to get in on that right before you go. Go ahead, ahead. I got got to come in from the Caesar perspective. So... uh, Women are not just trying to overthink one. So you know what they're trying to do? What's that? They're trying to mentally maintain the upper hand, and you have picked up on it. And what you're trying Uh to communicate is, hey, boo, you ain't got to try to keep no mental upper hand because it ain't no competition. I ain't trying to dominate you. You done finally ran into a brother who's not trying to run no game, just get the draws and be out, or mentally dominate you. Most women think that since most men are physically stronger than me, I got to mentally do all these head games in order to keep him confused. And then when you pick up on it, that's why you're like, well, what is it? You know what I'm saying? What is it? But my thing is I address it. I go to, I go right to what it is and I put the band-aid exactly where the blood is coming from. I say, Hey, stop with the mental games. Speak to me directly, and um, we'll get a lot further because this is what I want. You address you address her mental games and what looks like overthinking. She's trying to maintain a a, 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 a mental upper hand, which I do have to say this now. Men in a patriarchal system led by the Europeans, because that's, that, that's, who, that's who we got most of our relationship education from, has always been about mentally persecuting women. So most of the women keep, I know, are listening to this. When are you going to talk about what the men did? I don't talk about the men, what, what the men did in the past because it's in the past. And as long as you right. talk about it, it's going to be there. But I do know that it happened. I'm not an ignorant brother. So historically uh-huh. it happened. And then women are trying to overcompensate, but they're overcompensating with a Model T Ford. And they need to get him a new Beamer or a new Hummer or something. And that's what uh-huh. Or we got brothers like Juan, who you ain't got to run no mental game on because 
He's interested in building a dynasty. I know the brother. I can say that for him. I'm interested in building a dynasty. And for you ladies who want to try to stay so much further mentally ahead of us by playing the game, just like Ro said, we're going to go to the woman who we can emotionally connect with, and we're going to listen to her because we feel her sincerity. See, Ro is training us. So, ladies, don't get mad at us. Get mad at Ro. She's training us men to go over to the soft woman. I ain't messing with no woman who wants to manipulate me mentally because Ro said I ain't got to. Ro said she was unhealthy. So don't get mad at me and Wanza. Get mad at Ro. I'm just joking. Don't get mad. <laughs> and, and you know what? I, I, and just, and I'm, I'm going to sign off on this note. I just think a lot of women have to be ready to be interested in men than women. There's a lot of heterosexual women that are, in the, that are into women. And they don't even know it. They're playing all these games with each other on Facebook. Why she like your post and all this and all that? You know, I had some kind of questions before. You know, why she like your post? I don't know. Why don't you send her a message and ask her? I can't speak for her. You know, <laughs> it is what I did. And then when they come back later, oh, you know, I found out she was dealing with somebody else. You, you was right the whole time. Like, of course I was right. And I was like, but you know, I told you that in the first place. You gotta apologize to me. I know who I am. I know, I know what I'm doing. And I don't have to lie. I mean, well, well, I got to lie to to have different chicks. I mean, you know, it's, come on, man. It's not that deep. But women are just more interested in women and that game that women are in. And me as a man, I'm not going to get myself involved in it. I tell a girl, I tell young ladies that I deal with, like, listen, your girlfriends are your friends. I don't care about what none of them have to say. If they're not in my household sleeping in my bed, they have no right to say anything to me. You better mm. keep them in check because your girlfriends will ruin everything. Keep them in check. I, I come at them from the door. Don't talk to me about Facebook. Don't talk to me about who likes and stuff because it's all some BS. Don't start creating nothing. But they're in that world with themselves. There's a lot of heterosexual women that are really bisexual. They don't even know. And on that note. Well, you know, women, a lot of women, you know, this man hating thing has gone so far. Mm hmm. It has gone so far, and women are obsessed with the idea that men are going to try to use us in some type of way. But we right. have to we have to continuously remind these women that, yeah, the more that they act like this, the more masculine they become, and the more they are attracted to spending all of their time in one way or another with other women. Yes. Yes, they love it. They love, they love. They love. They love women. Women love women. They, they don't. They're not interested in men. Men are just a byproduct right now. Not, but you know what? When I, you know what? When I travel focus. to other countries, when I travel mm-hmm. to other countries, women are with men. Yes. Men spend their time with men. Men w- want to spend their time with women. Unless they're having man time, they still spend the majority of their time with women. If they're in groups. Those are couples, whether dating or married or whatever. But women enjoy men, and men enjoy women in all Mm -hmm. places. But here, we just think the men are against us, and men are tired of it. I can hear it in your voice. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, it's 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 too much. It's too much energy being wasted on things that aren't important. And I just think women have just been so distracted, and I don't think they really understand it. And they really don't value men. 
as much anymore, and especially black men, they don't value us. But it's up to no. us as men. Yeah. It's up to us as men to make them respect us. They do, and guess what? I have had seminars with women, black women and white women who are from America, and I have mm-hmm. asked them in the beginning of the seminar, why do they need a man? Mm-hmm. Do you know that almost nobody has an answer? Yes. Ever. They've been trained so like us. I'm sorry? I said they've been trained. Yeah, so I have to literally spend the first half of the seminar explaining to them why they need a man. Right. Right. Um, you yeah. know, just on another note, like, I don't think we realize growing up with TV how much of seeing, like, Laverne and Shirley and Three's Company, all these types of shows, Bert and Ernie, all this stuff, like, how they really was separating the sexes the whole mm-hmm. time subliminally. And then they put all the other stuff on top of it. And it just really is a, we're just a byproduct of what mm-hmm. the set, the coming from the 70s into 80s is. And, bro, as you were saying about going to other cultures, when I travel to Brazil, it's mm-hmm. almost like stepping into a time warp. I feel like I'm in the 60s, but I'm in modern time because the people operate together. Like you said, people still go out as couples. You know, they still treat each other a certain kind of way. You know, women won't eat before men eat. You know, it's a different type of thing that they have going on. And when you go there, it feels very nostalgic, but you're in modern times. And they they hold hands, they kiss in public. I mean, it's not, you know, it's just a good thing, man. They just have a loving culture. And here it's just so artificial. It's like McDonald's here, for sure. (laughs) Well, it really is. We don't. We need to remember, and I try to say this on every show, that the media is designed to keep families against each other so that we can separate two households and build up the economy. Absolutely. So Absolutely. all of the things that we grew up thinking are are normal are supposed to keep us against each other and Absolutely. confused by each other. Absolutely. So one of the best things about this show is that we can undo that confusion confusion and those misunderstandings. Amen. For show, for show, for show. Appreciate it, Wanza. I'm going to holler at you, Lord. I appreciate y'all. Yes, yes. Thank you, Wanza. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Kyrie. All right, Lord. Peace. Y'all better get on over to my man's barbershop and get tightened up over there in Philly. Philly, go over there and holler at Wanza. Next caller is calling in from the 111 Skype. Forty lines blowed up the night roll. You should see the board over here. I, I got to show you how to run this thing one time because you got to see this. But it's okay. You just over there chilling. But she told me at the beginning, y'all. She was like, I don't want to do all that, Kyrie. I just want to just be on this show. I don't want to run the board. And I was like, okay, honey. So I run the <laughs> She sit over there and be cute and everything. And that's all right because she is sexy. So that's all right. Uh, call her from the one 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 one. You must be a Skype caller. Your mic is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Who, who's this? We can hear you. Yeah, this is this is Peter from Philly. What's happening? Hi. Oh, how you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, um, I'm actually glad that the other woman called before because she actually did address, you know, one of the, one of the points that I was going to make. 
about, um, you know, men being in the position and being able to, you know, do all the things that they say that they're going to do. Um, I agree uh, with uh, much of, of what was said. Um, the only part I don't agree with is the coddling of black men and, um, you know, the stuff about, you know, a woman's going to come through and, you know, she can get with some dude that doesn't have it together and she's going to train him to, uh, you know, be, you know, Barack Obama, Barack Obama in five years. And, and that's, we didn't, that's wait, not going to I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. We didn't say train. Some other media that you heard before said train. No, no, no. You, you, you said, you know, something to the effect of... No, um, we, care, I will pay. never say train. I will never say train. This is well, some idea... I'm, this is some well, idea that you have heard from some other form of no, media. No, 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 I, no, I, no. I listened. I listened to you when you were talking on the show. I heard what you said, and you, you made a point about you know a woman, you know, getting a man through her whatever essence, you know, to some level that he's not at, and I and I disagree with that, and I think that that's where a lot of the anger ends up coming from. And not only that, but it puts the idea that, you know, women have this magical power to influence a man who's not on his feet to get on his feet. And no woman is going to be able to respect a man that she builds. I hear a lot of people running around saying that, that, you know, she can get a man to a certain level and that she's going to respect that man. She's not going to respect the man. The brother that just called talking about, you know, the fact that, you know, the why are women asking questions every two seconds or whatever, it's because they don't respect her. I mean, black men have not collectively demonstrated any any reason why black women should collectively respect us, which is why when you have your seminars, you have women that don't have any clue as to why they need a man. They're not, especially black women, they're not dependent on black men for their economic survival or, or you know, the, the infrastructure of, you know, society and communities. They don't see black men, you know, doing these things where they're actively participating in their community to maintain the structure. So I understand why you have women who really don't see the value in men other than making babies and being in a relationship. I just think that um, a lot of the, the coddling, you know, of, you know, it, well, if I do this for this brother, you know, it's going to get him on this level. If I do this, it's going to get him on this level. And there's a lot of brothers that run around and they say that, you know, they're like, oh, man, you know, these black women, they're not supportive and they're not this and they're not that. And I'm saying to a degree, yes, some women may not be supportive of you or whatever, but I'm saying... For to brothers, what are you doing to get yourself to that next next level to be respected? And, and you have a lot okay. of things that they, they, they go okay, in and I talk about their a potential. There is a serious misunderstanding here. Okay, you know, okay. I hear a lot of men. I I read a lot of men saying on mm-hmm. the internet that they are going mm-hmm. to try to choose a woman who's going to financially help them pay bills. I am not referring to that. Mm-hmm. I am not referring to to women um, coddling men or babying them in any way, nor is that mm-hmm. anything associated with my research or my book. I'm talking mm-hmm. about actual feminine nurturing, and a lot of us don't know what that is, and so it seems like I'm referring to something else. But I'm not referring to something else. I'm referring to feminine nurturing from an, a basic instinctual point of view. 
so, 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 that, so, so that a I'm man can grow into himself without a woman trying to be the man or the leader so that he can grow into a greater leader. But this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm, and maybe you can explain it to me. I'm saying I'm not seeing how a woman with her feminine energy can get a man who was not leading when she met him to somehow pull it together to now he's at the point where he's leading her where she would be dependent on him for what she needs. Listen, sir, first of all, I am not referring to a healthy an unhealthy boy. This is not what we're talking about on this show. We're talking about grown, healthy, loving men. We're not saying that women need to go around finding a boy, a man child, to grow into a man. That's not what we're saying. We're, we're okay. not even saying that women should be in a relationship with these men. We are sp- explicitly saying that women should avoid these type of men. But when a woman comes into contact with a man who is an actual grown man trying to reach different levels of success based on his point of view, yes, women can nurture a man in a feminine way with her femininity to step back and allow him to take a masculine role and to take the leadership role so that he can become better and better at it. However, 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 we are never saying train because that's disrespectful. I, I, I understand that, but I'm saying, I'm saying what, what you're saying, you know, um, in regards to, you know, her showing up and however the cultivation is going to be, that doesn't make any sense because if he's already a man and he's already established that he's already there and he's adding her to the shit that he already has, this notion or this idea that she's building him up or contributing to his leadership, which he's already demonstrating when she met him, makes absolutely no sense. I'm not trying okay. to talk to confidence. Literally, Sir? logically, it makes no sense. Sir, in a very graceful, feminine way, I am going to let you have the last word. And then I'm going to step in and have something to say. Thank you, Ro. But, brother, let me explain something to you. Mm-hmm. Male to male, because you are mm-hmm. old and you pay bills is not the definition of man. Because you can have a sperm and you make a baby don't make you a man. So a, man, uh, a, a, a male can be 35 years old, be making 100K a year plus, and a woman could be attracted to him, and she can still, and he can still need nurturing. He can still not be a man. He could be, he could actually be a sucker MC. And you know that. You've seen oh. some men who had money who still weren't exhibiting manhood. So age twenty one, thirty five, fifty don't make manhood. Is the Hold on, hold on. I didn't interrupt you while you were talking. Rode didn't interrupt you. And she let you have the last word, and I sat here and listened to everything both of you said. So I'm going to let you speak your piece, but just hold on for a second. But if you don't understand, it doesn't mean it's not possible. I ain't never been to the moon. It doesn't mean it's not possible. That's why, and I'm surprised Ro didn't ask you the simplest question. Do you have the book? 
Because if you ain't seen the manual and you trying to figure out how we scoring touchdowns, I know it's confusing because you ain't seen the manual. So now, what were you, do you have the book? What, what, I, what I was going to say is um, that what you just said, I think, is what creates a lot of the problems in the black community because I already know that there's brothers out there that grab what you say and then run with it. Okay, the black community has huge economical problems because black men collectively are not in the financial position that they need to be. We do not control the economic landscape of the community. Okay, and we got brothers running around talking about, I run it on her dime. I'm still the man of the house on her dime. Okay, we got brothers out here who believe that manhood is something. The show is not for them, Let me finish my point. We got men out here who believe that manhood is intrinsic, okay, and, and they want to get into arguments about, well, my manhood is not based on money. Well, I'm saying the world that we live in is based on money. So regardless of whether your manhood is based on money or not, you've got some pretty ineffective manhood when it comes to making certain moves that you need to make in your community or in, you know, this America, you know, as a man or working or networking with other brothers to make those moves so that black women can see us in that position and see us in that light where they can trust us and be dependent on us, not just because, you know, of us, you know, being in the position, but where we're actually getting things done. You can only have that if brothers are in the position to do that. You have women out here who are looking, trying to be gold diggers or trying to go out here and, and, and get with men and think that, you know, if they get with a man that he's going to be able to provide something because he says he can provide something or because, you know, some intrinsic idea. But the reality is, is that in order for black men to provide what black women are looking for, whether that's promotion in the media, protection, provision, you know, all of that, we need to collectively be ahead of them. So any conversation about a brother not being in the financial position where we're collectively ahead of them is out. But yet constantly I hear brothers making that point that they can still be a man and they can still operate in this and that and I can still love a woman. Yes, you can still love a woman, but you're still not going to be able to make the moves that you need to be that you need to make as a black man out here in this world so that black women do respect us. Gotcha. And I do appreciate your opinion. I do appreciate you calling in. This show is designed for those who want to do something different. If the if men still want to think that everything is about money, then they can keep on thinking that everything is about money. But it's about value. If you know what the IMF is, that's the International Monetary Federation, they determine the value of money and the value of stock. We're not here to argue with you, and we're here to uh, for people who have bought the book and people who are interested in the book and who are interested in healthy relationships. We're not here to talk about or even exonerate or defend or throw the men up under the bus who are saying everything that you said. You're absolutely right. There's a whole lot of dudes around. I call them dudes. I call it. Let me make it clear from dudes to men. There's a lot of dudes out here who are saying exactly what you're saying. I don't agree with them, and they are unhealthy. They are unhealthy dudes. So I suggest that you go to manleads.com and get the book, and uh, we appreciate you for calling in. And if you come in and check out ch- check us out next week, we appreciate your contribution. i got to move on to the next caller. Caller from the 336-324. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hello, this is Jim. Caller from Greensboro, North Carolina. 
Uh-oh. Oh, Shuggy, Dougie, Dougie. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Oh, man. This is this has been real good. I mean, I've been sitting back and listening. I've been taking notes. I don't know which one to go start at because, you you know, it's been going from here to there. But I'm going to just speak my piece right quick because I know you need to move along. But I'm going to say what I need to say here. First of all is the first thing I want to say to is real – we're not talking about the, the, like young boys, like she was saying. The first thing is, don't sign up for the job. And when I mean the job, I say being a man and and and, and really uh, being with a black woman. You know what I mean? Don't sign up for the job if you can't handle it because you should be able to calm this woman down from all her emotional stuff that she's going through. And, and the black woman also it has um, lost hope in some of the black men, too. We have failed them. So we can't, like, just blame it all on them. You know what I mean? It's got to be on the men, too. Uh, don't sign up for the job if you can't handle it, because it's not going to take a short amount of time for you, because you, you have to show and prove. Even though you may say, oh, I'm a man, you're still going to have to show and prove that you're a man. You know what I mean? To be able to handle a woman. And, and, and I'm going to just keep going on down the line. Another thing is, you can buy your woman nice things and give her stuff. Don't don't think that. Like, oh, um, she and, and a woman shouldn't feel like a man shouldn't give her things either. But giving and paying to a woman's debt is two different things. If you want to come in and, and you can't even enjoy your woman if you come in and just pay her debt because... You don't even know how far your debt, her debt are. I've been in situations where I've helped a woman out and paid some of her bills or done something, and she's happy right then, but down the line, it's another bill come up and another bill and another bill. So let's don't get confused about you taking care of your woman because it's okay for you to take care of your woman. Any real man is going to take care of their woman. What I mean by that is, it's give me, let me spend my money, let me buy you flowers. Let me send you uh, somewhere to get a uh, massage or pampered. Uh, there's nothing wrong with you doing your woman that way. But it's a difference in paying bills. So, and another thing is, who, 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 what matters who brings in the most? It's how the money goes out. Who is going to handle the money going out? You know, it doesn't matter who makes the most. Cause my father made the most, but my mother held it down. Because my daddy would make crazy decisions sometimes on spending. He would have so much in his pocket the way he would make crazy decisions. But my mother knew my daddy was a truck driver. I would cut it off, but my daddy was a truck driver. And seasons would change. You would drive more this time. You would make more this time. But she knew what it was. So she handled that, but she didn't make the most. But she knew how to handle things. So it doesn't matter. We ain't talking about no bums. We talking about real men. When I speak, I'm not talking about, we're not talking about no boys, no bums, or that. We're talking about real men in a relationship with a woman and make more money than him and do this and that. He's still, I don't care. If he don't make the 50 and she makes 200 or a million, he should be man enough to bring her back down to his level, back down to reality and sit down at the table and make some live decisions. And if she a real woman, there ain't going to be no problems. They're going to talk about it, 
settle with and this and this. Last thing about women getting angry, because I looked on your website, I mean, on your uh, Facebook, and I seen why women get angry. Okay, this one thing. Um, women, if y'all sit on it a little more often and stop giving up your prior possessions, when are you supposed to wait until you get married? So you wouldn't know about it. But if that day is a dog, so just please sit down on it. Like my girl, as you say, see, that, that girl over there, that, well, she have a problem up in her uh, relationship, all she got to do is sit on it sit on it for a little bit, and she ain't got to worry about him no more. He'll, he'll get himself together. Stop giving up your pride and your possession so early, so quick, so good. So I'm telling you, because I know, stop doing it. And someone or whoever, you'll give him a chance to see if he really wants you or not. I'm glad I ain't going to keep on going with it, Jazz, but... Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on, you know I gotta, gotta see him his right there, hold on. It's awesome, baby! Bro, come on now, you you heard what the, this brother, the last thing he said was sit on it, and you know at the beginning of the show, that's what you said, you was like, these women just giving it up too fast. Respond well, to women brother. are afraid, they're afraid that men will pass them up if they don't have sex with them in a certain amount of time. So what? And let's keep in mind, let's keep in mind that men, especially in certain age ranges, are looking for the one. So they're not past, they may decide to have sex with another woman if if the woman that they're interested in has not started having sex with them yet. But this, allowing a man to have sex with a woman when you are not in that part of your relationship yet, can be can, comes with a lot of maturity. A lot of maturity. Nobody is saying that when you are in that part of your relationship that you should allow a man to have sex with another woman. Nobody's saying that. But men need sex. So you're either going to turn yourself into sexual-only material unless you are already sexual and something else material, or you're going to need to let him have sex with someone else. But to understand men very well, we need to remember that they need to have sex. And there are plenty of women willing to have sex with them while they are deciding to be serious with another woman. You know, we, we forget that there are phases in relationships. Dating is not marriage. June, June, what do you think about that, June, what she just said? When she said... She can let him go head over and have sex with somebody else while he's making up his mind. What do you think about that, June? That's true. That's, that's all. Everything that she said is true, even down to the marriage. Marriage is not a phase. It's, that's it. I mean, see, that, that's, that's exactly. Women will do that. They will allow. Okay, but this is the whole thing. Even if 
he did go out and do those type of things. A real man, when he's interested in a woman, if he does go out and do that, somewhere down the line, he still has to make that decision. If he don't feel bad about it, have a conscience about it, and don't go back there, somewhere down the line, he's going to make that decision that, hey, I don't want nobody but her. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he may go and make that decision, and a lot of men do, while they're dating somebody. But, but also, too, women are not telling that they got about four or five men in their ears. They may not be sleeping with them, but women are emotional, and they get they love to talk, and they love to do things like that. So they might not have a sexual relationship going on, which they probably do, but they are going to say it's not really a sexual thing. It's just to come through, whatever. But they <laughs> may have a lot of uh, emotional relationships going on with other men, too. So it's kind of like uh, I want you to uh, not have sex while I'm um, dating or while we're talking, but I'm not going to sit and then, on the other hand, she's not going to tell you about this. $40,000 in debt that she in when we get into this relationship, she's going to be bringing that to the table. Ooh. So it's a give and take. It's a right. give and take on that right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah we are. It is yeah, we give and take. Have it is give with, and take. But let's you know, understand, it's a give and take, so. Let's understand women for who they actually are, okay? Men cannot have their cake and eat it, too. Women, very feminine women, generally are not very good with money, period. Some women have a talent for money. Some women don't. But women see money as opportunities to buy more stuff. And men see money often as accomplishment and opportunity to secure the future. So when you're going to look at a woman who has debt, it's very possible that a woman has that, but you are, you know, men in our society need to start understanding that with femininity, when a woman is feminine, she comes with facets. She comes with different aspects to her femininity, and you're, not, you're asking that a woman be very skilled with finances and be feminine and beautiful and nurturing and loving at the same time. This almost never happens. So mm-hmm. you cannot have your cake and eat it too. You, we, you, you men need to decide if you want a feminine woman or a masculine woman. Right. Period. And, that, that's, and, 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 and what I'm saying is every woman that I've ever been with, I have brought out of debt. So I have no problem clearing the debt. I have no problem with that. What, I'm, what I have a problem with the same problem she has a problem with. I, the problem that I don't tell her that I'm having sex with two or three other women while we're dating going on. But I want to know, and, and, but I want to know what's going on with you financially. She's withholding that, and I'm withholding this. But she wants <laughs> me to come and tell her about mine, but she won't tell me, you know, about hers. And, and my whole thing you know, is, she, and she's saying, I don't care. As long as you be truthful. As long as you're being truthful, it's all right. I'll, I'll, you know, it's okay. Just tell me the truth. But then it's the same thing with me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If I was a man and I had the means to help a woman financially, sure, I would, you know, I can see how a man would find the pleasure in helping a woman in that way. But there is no logical reason for a man 
to pay off the debt of a woman who he's only dating. If that is someone who you are married to and you have decided that you are going to build a future with this person, then you have to get your finances together and have a a plan based on what's coming in and what's coming out. However, this does not need to happen during the dating phase. I mean, if you want to, sure, and that's nice, but I don't understand why we are. this is such a concern. Right. Well, we're not really, um, what I mean by, what I mean by paying someone's debt off, I don't mean everything is financially, meaning explaining to her how to balance her money, explaining to her how to do certain things, not just coming out of my pocket, cha-ching, I cleaned it out. And I'm not meaning in a dating situation. I was meaning in a, like, a relationship situation. We're building to that. Well, unless you're married, unless you're married, that woman's debt is not really your responsibility. However, if you have the means to pay her debt, then, you know, and you feel like you want to do it, of course, do whatever you feel like doing. But I'm saying that, again, I don't have any problem saying that women view money in a different way than men do, obviously. It is one of the hugest problems in marriages. And... Women are women spend a lot more than they save generally, and so it shouldn't be a surprise to a man that a woman has debt, if, especially if she is, you know, working and and feminine. So all of those things are going to be, you know, an issue. But you can't say that you want a woman to bring have her finances in order for one reason or another so that you can have a relationship with her, especially if you guys are just dating? No, 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 no. No, I think, I don't think, he didn't say her relationships have to be in line. He says women want full disclosure in who you're dating, and men, we want full disclosure in your finances. Like if you, to to us, that's what. I, I am going to stand firm on this. What a woman brings financially to a relationship should have nothing to do with a man. If a man can live alone in a house before he's in a relationship or a marriage, he should be able to be in a relationship with a marriage, with a woman, without her money, period. We're not saying that we need her money. I'm not, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. So the money should not be. I know, I know, I know she. We both are, like if I'm in my, I'm in my 40s, I know we, we both have collected debts and lived in homes and stuff like that, but I'm saying, I'm not, what I mean is she's taking care of her things. She may not have but $50 in the bank. That don't mean that she broke. She's, like you said, she's working every day. What I mean is I'm not saying that um, she's not paying her bills or shit, and I'm not. I'm not, I should expect that she should have some type of debt. She has a car. She has children. Mm-hmm. She has things mm-hmm. going on. So I'm not saying that, you know, that she shouldn't have that. And it's not a big issue. And, and but, I have been I'm, so but once again, so, and, I would, and I'm so glad that you called because a lot of black American men need to hear this. What a woman brings to the table or does not bring to the table has nothing to do with should have nothing to do with the choice to be in a relationship with her because if a man can live alone and pay all of his bills 
and make sure that his woman respects him, his hard work, and what he earns. There shouldn't be any problem or any worry or discussion about the woman's finances. She shouldn't be taking money. If she brings money, that's great. But she shouldn't be taking money. So why is why are we having a conversation about finances if women are not depleting a man's finances? I actually was just trying to make a point, but I mean, I get. I mean, I'm just putting it out. You know, women want to have a certain standard with men, but men can't have a standard. You know, it's just a. Yeah, but it's time for men to tell women no. It's time for men to tell women no. You can't buy this. You can't have that. You you don't. If you're not working, you definitely don't need a car. I mean, it's time for men to tell women no. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's time for women to tell women tell men no too. Women yeah, all. It's time for women to tell men no too. <laughs> yeah, they would all stand up and go no more cookie then things will have to be more diamonds bought than, than anything right now. It will go up. Right, right. I need everybody to call in, 347 uh, If you listen on the phone, you good. Stay right there. If you online, it's getting ready to cut off. So if you're in the chat room, you ain't going to be able to hear. 347 You listening live. Man Leads Radio. You got Roe on the line. You got Coach Kyrie on the, on the line. That's my big brother, June. I'm just calling in tonight. I love you, big bro. Thank you for calling in, man, and supporting me, Lord. I'm going to holler at you in a minute. Yeah. All right, y'all. Take it easy. All right, peace. And tell, and tell Corey to back up off them crab legs down there in Charlotte, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Later. All right. Call it from the 917-917-963. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, Alicia calling from Brooklyn. Good evening, Ro and Coach Kyrie. Awesome. This is a awesome show. This is Ro. This is the first time I'm hearing of you or the book. And there's so much that was said tonight that you know I was just in agreement. I was clapping and just so so much, but. I'm calling with a slightly different question. My re- my question is about my relationship with my son. Now, uh-huh. I I consider myself, I am a very feminine woman. You know, I have a lot of angry black women's girlfriends who have told me incessantly since youth, oh, we can't talk to you because, you know, you think too much like a man. Or, you know, because my thing is a lot of the problems you have, you wouldn't if you just, you know, we're easy about a lot more. Um, but I'm 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 getting off track. My son, I'm a single mother, um, and like so many other single mothers, I made the mistake of overcompensating because his father wasn't around. And a hard worker, you know, I've been involved in the legal industry for a long time, so I've always been away from home 10, 12, 14 hours, making the money to support him, to support myself, to help my mother, to help my brother, you know, always giving, 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 giving. And I had to laugh when you said that a very feminine woman has problems with money management, so I felt so good about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> That made 
made me feel so much better because I'm taking a money course now to learn how to reverse some of my, you know, yeah, we don't spending habits. Thank you so much for that. You know, I did. I just was loving that. But because I've sort of coddled and overcompensated, um, he's 21 years old. And we've gotten to this point in our relationship where he's become um, a little disrespectful verbally, and he's lazy. You know, he's, he has this entitlement mentality. And I'm not an angry woman, but when I come home, I become one, almost on a daily basis, because you didn't do what you said you were going to do, because, you know, instead of you know, looking for work or doing something productive. You were playing games or downloading music or running your mouth on the phone, you know. Why do I got to keep telling you to take out the garbage, you know? And and, and I know we have such a hard time communicating now. We've gotten to the point where I'm like, you got to go. But I'm not working where I'm going to go. I got squatters right. This is what it tells me. I've got squatters right, so I don't have to go anywhere. And I don't like this person I don't like that side of me because he sets it off on a regular. So I am I'm, so happy that you called. Okay. Good. That means you got to answer so, for me. Yes. Okay. So the main thing is if this son of yours had a father in the home, he would have picked him up with his teeth by now and threw him out to the wind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we and mothers, single mothers, a lot try to verbally teach boys how to live about life, right? So we try to mm-hmm. talk to them. We talk. We say this. We say that. But mm-hmm. And boys learn and teach through actions. Okay. And women learn and teach through words. So, for instance, if you see a a dog and the dog needs to tell the puppies to go to the left instead of to the right, you never see the dog just bark. They're not trying to use their voice. They're going to take the puppy, grab it, and put it to the direction that it's supposed to go in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay? So, single mothers try to raise their sons in a way that they learn and they teach. Mm-hmm. And boys need hardship to grow up. Mm-hmm. They need accountability, accountability, responsibility, and hardship to grow up. And unlike girls, they become grateful for the hardship. They don't get, like, resentful like girls, like, you threw me out, I didn't have nowhere to go. Right, right. Boys grow up and become grateful for the hardship because they had to become a man. So there are several things that a single mom can do, and I hope that other single moms are listening. And what I have learned is that single moms can create situations where their sons have to be forced to lead. They have to be forced to be responsible for different things, and they have to be accountable. You don't need to be 
any more words. He's not listening to them. Nope. It makes him feel uncomfortable and disrespected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The more disrespected he feels, the less cooperation you will get because he feels unloved by feeling respected because men equate respect to love. Okay. So the garbage and all of that stuff that he knows that he's going to be able to get away with, those, he's getting away with it every time you say, why didn't you take the garbage out? But dumping the garbage on him or having a man in the neighborhood dump the garbage on him would be way more effective than asking him why he didn't take the garbage out. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Oh, okay. And I, and I think... This is the part I want to add, you know, just what is coming through, just adding on to what Rose says, my interpretation of that. It doesn't really need interpretation, but for a woman who might not be getting it, I'm sure that you got it, Alicia. But many women say, I got to be mama and daddy, and that's where you are dead wrong at. Do and not, you can't. Do not. Hey, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I give an amen? I, I, I want to chime an amen and a hallelujah on that, no, too. No, no, you can't. You can't get it yet because you're guilty of it for years and years because you just realizing, yo, I'm going to give you an amen, but wait, uh, let me finish first. For, okay. years and year, for years and years and years, women have said their number one excuse for abandoning their femininity is for my child. Oh, my God, I got to be the man and the woman, so I got to be tough. Because his daddy ain't here. And let me make up every excuse I can so I can. Really what you're doing is doing more harm than good. Because you won't let a man down the street come in and dump the garbage on his head. Like Rose said. You won't let. Because the same woman who says, I got to be both man and woman. You say, well, when you going to date somebody? She turn around and say, well, I can't. Let's let anybody come around my child. You need to let some man come out there and knock him upside his head. You see what yep. I'm saying? Like, and 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 move out the way. Cause b- and this- boys learn how to be men from other men. Women cannot yeah. teach boys how to be men, but women can move out of the way and let men take masculine energy. You can move out of the way and let your son take masculine energy. He's used to you staying in the space that's designated for the man. Now, we remember, we're looking at a yin and yang symbol. One side is feminine, the other side is masculine. He's used to you staying in the masculine space. He's used to being in the feminine space or trying to be in the masculine space and butting heads with you. So you all are having a very similar situation as a lot of other, a lot of couples are, where the woman and the man are fighting for masculine space. He can't become the man that he's supposed to be with just his mom around. But if his mom decides to be, take on her, take back her femininity, and through that femininity you can attract a masculine man who would be more than willing to dump that garbage on his head. Oh, there are some who would be. Definitely. 
Um, I just, uh, Coach Kair, um over the years, you know, women, they're very quick to say, happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day. And I've always said, don't say that to me. Not to be rude, no offense, but don't say that to me because I'm not his father. I can only be his mother. I can only love him and help him and try to help him to be responsible. And I've always said I can't teach him how to be a man. But mm-hmm. I have been guilty. I have absolutely been guilty of saying I don't want just any man around him. You know, um, if, if I haven't committed to you, I don't want my son growing attached to you and then asking where were you or seeing a succession of men coming through my bed and through my home and starting to think negative attributes about yeah. me. Well, that's where we, that's where we make the mistake. That's where we make the mistake. Again, these men don't need to go into your bed, but they do need to go into your house. And here's the other thing, too. And, no, I, I don't want Elisha to answer it. I want Ro to answer this because Ro's getting ready to tell you women something. Thank you, Elisha. Ro's getting ready to tell you something. And I got to say this curse word. It's only hell. But, Ro, why in the hell, why in the hell do every time you tell a female that a man needs to come into her house, the first damn thing she think about is that he got to go to the damn bedroom first. Why in the hell is that the first thing she leaves with? That's that's not what the fuck I said. Excuse me. That's not what I said. I said you need to let a man into your life for the benefit of your son. And the first thing a female turn around and say is, I don't need to be letting no let my children well, sell my right. go to my bedroom. This I said committed, right committed, if goes, I wasn't committed, not okay, committed. Listen, this goes right back to the fact that us as American women, and this is white American women and black American women, we do not understand the value of men in our lives to the extent of the actual importance. We think that we immediately equate men to sexual satisfaction, and paying stuff. But, you know, there is something I try, I try to um, explain to women all day long about male voucher. You need a male voucher in your life, in your home, around your son, even if he changes regularly. It doesn't have to be the same guy. You can have plenty of male friends. But you need a male voucher around you continuously to keep masculine energy in its right place in order to keep the son, your son understanding that there is a man in the home to respect you, okay? Because if there was a, any man in that house, your son would not be disrespecting you and saying all of those things that he was saying. He will not. I agree. So the, you need a male voucher to balance off what's happening in your home. When we travel throughout the public, men, other men are trying to determine if we have a man in our corner in order to determine our value. Your son is doing the same thing. Okay. I hear you. I'm, I'm hearing you. He has lost value for you because you don't have a male voucher. He needs one, and you need one. Whoa. Wow. Wow. And the hits just keep on coming. 
And Elisha, guess yeah. what, Elisha? She ain't talking what? to just, she not just talking to just you. She's talking to about 40, 40 million other females in America right now. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we, as women in America, especially so many who are saying, you know, I'm the mother and the father, you know, they're doing, they're discrediting themselves. They're hurting themselves in so many ways. And, and and I'm guilty of it. I, I You know, I called in because I know the choices that I've made have created the situation that I'm experiencing. I don't fully blame him. I take responsibility and accountability for where I made my mistakes and, and, and realizing that the biggest one was not allowing a mail voucher, not having a mail voucher. Yeah, but, you know, we don't. We don't all know what this is, but I'm going to give you a very good tip. Okay. Ready? Cook dinner around dinner time and invite invite dinner guests who are men. They only need to come over for dinner. That's awesome because I do that all the time anyway. <laughs> Usually a lot of couples or, you know, nope, friends. Nope. Or, but just men, man. yes, invite yes, I love one. that. Yes. Invite one, not couple, yes. one man. <laughs> yes, that's easy for me to do. I'm, I'm already thinking of running a list. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? This is a very good example as to why this does not need to be the same man. A man will be, have gratitude towards you for giving him dinner. He will feel so much gratitude. You don't have to worry about sexual pressure if he's a good, healthy man. Yes. He will stick around long enough to put out the garbage and or to get your son to take the garbage out. <laughs> yes, that is true, too. <laughs> and I don't have to come home four out of five nights and, like, really, again with this? My mood just shifts no, so no, fast. And then everybody's eating at the dinner table. Do you see how much yes. balance this can cause? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad I called. I really am. And I'm so grateful for you, for you and this knowledge you, and wisdom that you're sharing. Oh, I'm getting the book. I'm ordering the book. You have to have the book. You have oh, yes. To have I'm getting the book tomorrow. It's a lifesaver. <laughs> yes, just the the little excerpts that, um, and then Isis, you came on, and and just she is such an articulate woman, but in in trying to express herself and how much impact that book has made with her, she couldn't get the words out. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I absorbed. I took all that in. So I'm going to go get it tomorrow. Trust me. All right. Thank you, Alicia. I got to go get some more. Appreciate it. Thank you. God bless you both. All right. Peace. Thank you. Gia and Alicia, you can think about coming on in. We support we support Man Leads over at Moon Magic 28, too. We haven't seen you around the block in a little while, Alicia. Things have changed a lot, so you might want to go over and check out Moon Magic 28 and see some of the updates. Might be something that you uh, are very interested in because uh, you just ain't been home in a while. Uh, next caller, opening up at 503. Wait a minute, I got to give Roe a big shout-out, too. We had a question earlier, um, I think yesterday or day before yesterday, about does do we do coaching? 
Roe, will you please do a 30-second drop on your coaching and how they can get in contact with you if they need to get some coaching? And this person was even asking about their son getting some coaching. So you, can you please let people know how they can get in contact with Roe Cutno for coaching? Hello, Roe? Hello? Yep. Yes. Can you please get in, Can you please do a 30-second commercial on how people yes. can get in contact with you? Yes, my email address is very simple, and anyone can contact me at roki at me dot com. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. If y'all want to get some coaching from Ro, you got the email address. That was really easy. Thank you very much, Ro. On with the next mm-hmm. caller. Caller from the five zero three three four nine. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, this is Ray from Los Angeles. Ray from Los Angeles? How you doing? Doing good. Can you speak up just a little bit, Ray? Yeah, can you hear me now? That's good. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I think we're at a very great loss as far as, you know, the male gap between the female gap. And uh, I think genderism and also uh, feminism has played a lot inside the worlds of the family. Um, my main focus is that uh, I've been working for the government for uh, quite a few years. And um, I've seen a lot of uh, positional roles as far as the female taking a role in the house and not giving the male the actual room to actually lead the way they, that they should lead and to, you know, save the family life. And uh, what we see as a problem these days is that, you know, women feel that the men are supposed to take a subservient role into relationship and we don't allow each other to be the individuals that we should be in the family. And the kids will uh, parlay that. And it will convey to the kids that they would disrespect that parent in the same way that the mother or the father or disrespect uh, or respect each other, you know, uh, vice versa. Vice versa. So the thing is, I think um, we need to really create that environment and cultivate the environment for our, the kids to see that you know the parent has that role, a positional role that they're supposed to have inside the relationship. Mhm. And um, I, yeah. um, I. I, and I know it's a, a sad thing because I, I've had it in my own relationships in the past and I've seen where the woman didn't know the answer to something, you know, but she would like to have uh, some type of say-so in the matter and she will allow that person to take care of something that was a conflict that that person, could, that woman or woman or female couldn't take care of because of the fact that it was a difficult situation for them to deal with. It. And they're willing to give up those roles, you know, that are difficult to deal with, but they don't want to give up, you know, any other pivotal roles they have in the relationship which gives them control. Right. And well, I, I think that you are, you know, you're saying a lot of the things that we say, you know, regularly. Um, mm-hmm. But men, I urge men to be extremely selective when it comes to women that they get involved with. Correct. And men Correct. have been, men have been allowing women to choose them. This cannot I continue think, to happen. This cannot continue to happen because women don't. Women are worse choosers than men. <laughs> and when women and when women choose men, they're in masculine energy because going after someone is a form of hunting. Yes. So a lot of men end up succumbing to a woman who went after them, and that woman is masculine. You know, I have never gone after a man, ever. 
So any man who ended up in a relationship with me had to pursue me. And that is how, that's how it should be. And and, and I think uh, uh, there's a telltale sign in a, in a relationship when a woman has been alone, particularly for 10 years, and you decide to try to unhinge that factor and get in a relationship with that person. It is very difficult, and I have dealt with that myself. Yeah, but the problem that. is she's yes. a masculine woman. Correct. Her mother was and in the same role she was that to. Right. Yes. When men let women choose them, that woman who's choosing them is usually masculine or she's in masculine energy. So the whole thing is um, doomed from the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) And you're right. And a lot of men and women, oh, I just love this because I want women to listen to this. Seriously. Women constantly contact me and they say, I met a guy, I saw him out, I went up to him, we started talking, we went on a couple of dates, we had sex and he didn't call me back. Because you... Pursued him. Right. And him having to deal with you in his face, going after him like a dude, caused him to want to get sex as a consolation prize. I have a perfect uh, example of, uh, of you know, and it's, it's a really good synopsis to, to use this uh, movie as a, as a reflection to how relationships are supposed to go. And uh, I really love the fact that this movie parlayed this situation to the T. And you remember, you remember the movie uh, uh, Men of Honor, you know, portraying uh, Carver Sears? No. I'm sorry. I don't watch movie, a lot of movies. Well, well, you know, well to go into the fact, you know, well, um, in the movie, you know, when it came to both of the male characters, the woman played a role into where they were actually balanced out as far as being supportive, understanding, mm-hmm. and revitalizing in the relationship, you know, and uh, at that time, a Cuba Good Jr. was uh, pursuing a woman that was in the library, and she actually went after this man, and he actually went after this woman, and they actually uh, cultivated a relationship in a way that I think they should go. And she actually was with him through the whole trial and error of his, his uh, life, dealing of his time in the Navy. And during that time, she supported him, she was there for him, and she even was there when most women in this era, in this age, would not be with the man, you know, throughout, throughout all of uh, those, those trials and errors, you know, you know, to the point of him losing his leg, losing his ability to walk, uh, losing his mm-hmm. uh, his career and all that. And she really stayed with him the whole way and was actually cultivating and supporting him in that, in that role of relationship, which I think is a very good example of uh, how a relationship should be. And also well, with, I want to uh, speak on that because a lot of yeah. women don't have it in them to stick out, no. stick it out with men through thick and thin anymore. And what I want, and I say often that when a woman finds her very strong feminine energy and she is in the habit of nurturing a man and loving him from and through her feminine energy, this becomes a joy that constantly feeds her. When she's in this habit, she will stick it out with a man because it feels so good and so right. But when she's in masculine energy, the thing, the one thing on her, on her mind, if a man loses his leg, is, oh, my goodness, now i got to take care of this man with one leg. <laughs> yeah. And that's not normal. I'm yeah. men and women to understand that that's not normal. A feminine woman will become in, a, in the habit of caring and nurturing to the point that it feels very good to her. Yeah. 
And she needs to be able, she will be able to accept that nurturing with, when it comes in all types of different scenarios and pictures and situations. Um, and I also I, you know, at one, I, at one time, uh, can you hear me? I'm sorry, yeah. I see there, right, so at one time, particular time, I was, you know, for many years I was in the military, and what I was seeing is that, you know, there's women who are in charge who are leading men, and they're, they're in a masculine type of a positionary role where they're actually in charge of, you know, you know, both genders, you know, and they have to have this certain front and this war and this game face to actually be the person that, you know, that's convincing and can get that person to do what they need them to do. Now, the thing is, though, you have so many women who are able to, uh, magically to balance that and become the the, the responsible uh, sentiment part of the relationship, you know, in their in their at home relationships. But you have <laughs> ones who take that same aspect and take it into their daily life outside of work, and it, it well, becomes a part a part of their life. I think that men misunderstand this a lot because men can go to work and then have downtime and zone out and like recharge themselves. And become right. like a different person from work than they are at home. So they think that women can do the same thing. But the truth right. is that women are so um, repetitive and emotional and we get into certain habits that it is very hard for us to turn off our masculine energy and turn into feminine energy. If, right. we're, if we're mentally conscious and we have practiced doing it, yes, it can be done. But it is stressful. It's stressful to a woman to have to go back and forth between masculine energy and feminine energy. It doesn't feel right. And what we're really good at is what we're ab- what energy we're able to stay in regularly. So I urge men to listen and to understand that asking a woman to go back and forth between masculine energy and feminine energy is a detriment. It will be a detriment to the relationship. I mean, because, you know, you have those roles where, you know, you have uh, people who play basketball and all the uh, energy comes out and they have to, you know, lead and take charge and make decisions and do all these things in, in, one, in one realm. And it's like and they have to come back to being that regular woman that takes their hair down and rolls out the dress and takes out all the clothes and the stills and the stilettos and walk out to, the you know, the club or wherever. And it's just – it's like a role they have to play at times. Because I know it's very difficult to switch from one yeah, but to you know what? Yeah, but femininity is one of those things that if not practiced, you lose. Yes. Masculinity is kind of a thing that stays with men because men recharge themselves daily. Every man that I know who is masculine that I have ever met, come into contact with has a daily recharge where they will zone out either in the car, on the way home, on, in the car, on the way to work, at home, they'll zone out. They will zone out at least one time every day where there's no talking or at least some type of peace in some way. Women do not have this ritual. We don't have this way that we operate. And we find we, it's very hard for us, uh, for us to find a way to keep our femininity back on, to put it back on track. But men can do that. They can become depleted, zone out, and get it back up. But women don't understand that that's what men are doing, even though we're trying to, like, help them and teach them. And we are also trying to teach women that they need to focus on their femininity also. Right. Because 
if you don't practice it, it becomes a lost art. And uh, I, me and my friends have this argument all the time. Like, a woman can be so beautiful physically and, in, in, and with attributes on the outside, but the the slightest fault of an attitude of having things, of something that has the equalness of a non-feminine type of nature, it mm-hmm. takes away from that whole total aspect of them being a beautiful woman, regardless of what kind of attributes they have that may look, you know, immaculate on the outside. And the thing but is, but you know, yes. you you know what's happening? You know what is actually happening to the man's body? What's that? A man is going to have a reaction. You do you know, like when you're in a room, you expect to be in a room alone, and another man walks in the in the room, your posture and energy changes, right? Yes. If you're in a room alone and you're expecting to be there and a woman walks into the room, your energy changes and your posture changes. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're in a room and a woman walks in the room and she's bringing with her masculine energy, it becomes disturbing. Correct. Because men don't expect that. They need to have their guard up or down based on who's going to be around and they're going to have preparations in line based on who's going to be around. So a woman who's bringing masculine energy regularly to a relationship is literally changing a man's testosterone level, which changes four to five times every day. And this takes place because men are in response to women so that they know how to protect them and what to provide. So nature has men responding to women, and when women bring in masculine energy instead of feminine energy, it changes a man's testosterone level and lowers it quickly and drastically. So this feeling that you're having is not just mental or emotional. It's literally taking place in your body. Appreciate it, big brother, for calling in tonight. i got to get to the next caller. All right, thank you, sir. Really appreciate it, ma'am. You take care of yourself. Absolutely. Thank you. Stay on the line, right. though, because I want you to listen to the rest of the callers, and please turn that heat down in L.A. I just left from out there. I, I love y'all <laughs> town. For good God, it was hot yesterday, bro. What was your The y'all? devil was busy last night. The devil was busy last night. He put a few candles on the town. Oh, okay, okay. That, okay, okay. That's what it was. That's what it was. All right. Appreciate that, big bro. Right, Talk to you soon. All right, peace. Caller from the three zero one four one two. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Um, Cheryl, and I'm calling from uh, Maryland. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. How are you? How are you doing? And hello, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, this is um, I, I guess. I've heard so much tonight. I'm trying to think where I want to touch bases. My niece uh, and I were talking about your book three days ago. It was the first time I heard of it, and we were really talking about the the, the women and men situation, masculinity and femininity. And uh, she texted me today and told me uh, to call this number right away, and I've been listening. I haven't read your book. I am going to get your book. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see. If I want to start with an issue, uh, the the last conversation that I just heard regarding uh, women being masculine, uh, I I wanted to ask a question. Um, I've always considered myself an independent woman. That 
what you call masculinity? A masculine? Yes. Okay. So I sort of figured that I wasn't sure uh, with regards to uh, what you write about. Um, my other question would be, if that is true, and I've been that way all my life, and now I'm trying to change, as I heard you say, it's hard to do, you know, but uh, because I'm finding uh, my relationships with men are not working out all these years the way I'd like them to work out, and I'm and I'm tending to find out it is probably because I am uh, independent, and so therefore I'm trying to be more feminine, and mm-hmm. uh, I see I see it does work. Uh, in some of the times that I've tried it. Uh, but my thing is, is this, uh, why in the first place did I become independent? Now, I always said my mother taught me that. Is mm-hmm. that something that I was taught or is that something just in me, in a woman uh, themselves? I mean, because most of us, especially Afro-American women, most of the ones that I know, we are. And it's probably because there are no men around, I think, and but I'm gonna let you answer because because I know I'm talking and I'm answering the question at the same time. So okay, okay. Let me be clear. This whole issue of femininity of masculine women, this is an American problem, and a lot of people misunderstand that what I am referring and believe that I'm referring to black American women. I am not. This is a huge problem with white American women also. But there is a misunderstanding because white American women generally have a pleasant voice that black American women haven't necessarily mastered yet. But the masculine energy is still very strong with all American women. And Independence is a very big part of that. You know, we have to understand why men need to be needed. Men see themselves as our protectors, servants, and providers. And there is not one masculine man who is offended by the fact that I call them servants to women. Yes, men want to be respected. Yes, they want to be appreciated, but they have no problem submitting themselves to serving, protecting, and providing women and children. So, you know, if they are not needed for this particular role, which they take incredibly seriously and which helps them to determine their value as a man, then they need to go somewhere else. Yes, I, I can see that now, you know, um, pretty much. Uh, the thing is, is trying to get in that, I guess, zone where uh, the, the uncomfortable zone of of uh, of needing them, I, I guess you could say. I mean, I heard you say early on uh, that some of the seminars you have given you ask women, uh, why do they need a man? And no one could answer that question. <laughs> okay, I'm, let me so, tell you why. You, you want me to tell you why you need a man? Well, you can tell me. I was going to ask you that, but I wanted to relate. But you go ahead. That's fine. Okay, so there are 
several reasons why you need a man, and probably I won't be able to get to all of them. But one of the main reasons you need a man is so that you have a male voucher. You need a male voucher so that other men can determine your value and treat you a certain way. You can't change this. That's just the way that it is. Men come from the animal kingdom. They determine how they're going to treat a woman based on how other men treat her. And that's the other reason. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I I want you to finish, and I'll touch base on that. Okay. Thank you. The other reason, another reason why you need a man is because if you don't have a man around you regularly, you will become one. Mm. Woo, Lord. And in the sense of what sense? You mean as far as being masculine? Uh, I'm, I'm, with me, I'm oh, sure that's you'll, become, you'll become one very strongly. You'll lose your sexuality. You'll lose your femininity. You'll lose your feminine instincts. You'll lose your feminine grace. You will lose your feminine power. You'll be confused about your femininity. Your femininity will be diminished. Your masculinity will be heightened, and all men will be running away from you. Right, and that, okay. and, and okay. I co-sign that, and, I, and that is the fact, Jack. That is the fact. We will run. We run to softness. We run away from hardness. We run to uh-huh. softness, and we run away from hardness. This is not. Just her trying to sell you some books. I had to stop what I was doing to co-sign on that right there. That's the fact. <laughs> so, That's the fact. Those, now, are several, those are several very important reasons why we need men. You know, mm-hmm. society society needs men for protection. We love to say, oh, you know, it's modern times. We don't need men for, for protection. But if there is a weather catastrophe which it does have has nothing to do with what year it is. We still need men to lead and take the masculine role so that we don't have to take the masculine role and come out of our nature as women to do things that are not going to be as effective as if a man can do in the sense of protection. Men have a great ability to protect. Their instincts are heightened, and they're very good naturally with emergency situations and protection and, you know, making sure that everyone is good on a daily basis, making sure that people have eaten on a daily basis. When women step out of the way and realize just how sensitive men's instincts are when it comes to these particular things, those men around them, will improve in their leadership skills. So a lot of times we see men around who are not taking the leadership position or maybe not like um, paying child support or something like that, right? If we're talking about a good man, we need to look at ourselves and how much of what he's supposed to be doing do we voluntarily do. Or do we yeah. step up and do? Right. And and uh, I, I like things. I'm sorry? I was going to say even the little things. Like it starts with taking out the garbage or, you know, um, locking the doors at night. Women need to understand that if they continuously lock the doors at night and there's a man in the house or they continuously take out the garbage and there's a man in the house or cut the lawn, that they're ruining their man's Masculine instinct. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to jump in there right away. I want to jump in there right away. 
this just happened. I, like, I hate it when I come into a woman's house, I open the door for her, she walks in, and I close the door, and then she stops in front of me and turns around and says, can you lock that door? My facial expression is like, what the fuck for? Excuse me for cursing, but <laughs> why, why did you tell me to lock the door? And then she, and then you have the nerve to say, oh, well, you know, I be here by myself a lot. I'm standing right here in front of you. What you talking about? <laughs> You're not by yourself right, right now. You ain't by yourself right now, and I'm a and, and I'm a killer. I'm a killer. And look, I got two. I got two female roommates who I do not have sex with at all. We don't lock no doors around here. They probably land in. The, they probably sleep right now, and the doors is unlocked. I'm doing this show, and the doors is unlocked. And guess what? If I get up, yeah. I'm gonna decide to do something right now, and them doors is locked. They know they're going to hear it in the morning. But it ain't never happened. It ain't, and so it is possible. It is possible. So, so, And mm-hmm. this is the other part I want to say to you, sister, and 40 million other women. Quit quoting the past in, as, um, in, in, in trying to figure out how you're going to have a new future. Only talk about what you want. Write that down. Only talk about what you want, like get well, the answer. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't it be uh-huh. true? I'm not. I'm not sure, but wouldn't it be uh-huh. true? I mean, I, I understand about not quoting the past because I, that's understandable and to move forward. But shouldn't you realize what? No. The no. past no. caused no. in order no. to move forward no. correctly. No. 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 Not when you're in the presence of an expert. Don't waste time asking questions when somebody's giving you an assignment. So let's say if it's just you and your daughter and there's no man in the house and then it's your daughter's turn to wash the dishes and then your daughter says, why do I have to wash the dishes? She needs to be following instructions. If we're giving you instructions to follow, don't start quoting the past. Follow the instructions first. Don't sit there and try to analyze it in your head and say, well, you know, in the past I did this and did that. Because I'm going to ask you one thing. Have you tried what I just suggested one time? No. Well, don't tell me what you've done a thousand times. You, the, the reason you're here is because you've done something a thousand times and it did not get you the results you wanted. It did not. That's why you're on the phone right now because everybody who listens to us are not getting the results they wanted. People who are getting the results they want don't have to listen to us. So if you're not getting the results that you want, we already know what you have. Just do just do what's suggested. Rose says, do you got the book? You have to get the book. Do you got the book? You should have to get the book. So we have done 10 callers tonight. So by the time she got to you, your answer should be either, Oh, I already ordered the book because I heard you tell so-and-so to get the book. I heard that a woman came down from Philadelphia to Atlanta to get 12 copies. Well, then why are you asking or telling us about the past? If other people, if you want success, you have to do, you have to repeat successful behavior. Don't tell me about the past. Don't, because the more you talk about it, you're giving it energy. You don't have to understand it. Understand the new way. Don't understand the old way. Understand the new way, and that's a new paradigm that I'm talking about too. 
That means that your old reality must be disturbed. You must get used to the new successful ways that we're giving you tonight. You got used to the old ways. You said you grew up that way, you raised your kids that way, and you lived most of your life that way. I, I, I didn't say that. Oh, well, did well, you? the independence thing? Yeah, you did I, say I mean, that your you mother must, taught you. You must, have, you must have me mixed up with somebody because when I first called, I said I was getting the book right away. My niece just told me about it yesterday. I know, but did you know, say that your mother... The independence thing. We're, we're talking about when you called in and said, I've been independent most of my life. You did say that, didn't you? I, I said I've been, well, I asked Ro, would being in, would so-called being independent, which is what I've always thought I was, would that be classified as what I've heard her say on the show, uh, being a masculine woman? I want to clarify. I want to know if that's what that was because I wasn't sure. Yeah, I did say that that in that way. Yes, and she did. Well, I, you know what? I want to add. I want to add to that. Men find women who be, behave in independent ways, and who say that they are independent and strong and all that stuff to be extremely unattractive. Did I say that already? Yeah, you did, and 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 I, you know, I appreciate that. I'm I'm understanding yeah. that because you did give me that information. Okay. I'm, I'm not so sure where. I'm just hoping that your I'm just hoping that your um that the reasons that you called have been clarified. And to no, and to reiterate what what Coach Kyer was saying, you know, I believe that you will find enough reflection that all the reflection that you need within the book in order to apply what is necessary based on people's success. You know, the book is written in a form of a manual based on the success of people, and I think that you will be able to reflect enough to to move forward instead of backwards. Okay. So I guess I, I shouldn't ask me more questions, right? No, no, feel free. <laughs> you can ask. Yeah, we, we, oh. asking questions is cool, but we, I, I said specifically quoting the past. I didn't say anything was wrong with asking questions. I said so. So if I ask you a question and it's from the past, is that is that what you, I, I'm getting a little confused with you because I had another they, question, they, but they, you, they, 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 you they, said, ask, ask the question on your next move, not your last five moves. Ask me, ask me or Ro on what your next move is. I'm, we're waiting for that. Great question. Ask us about your next move. Okay. So so based on um, something Rose said earlier about um, women need to have many or, you know, I don't know how many, but many uh, men, um, you know, um, around because when you do that, men tend to, I guess, want to pursue you more so than they would if you did not. No, no, did that's I, not what I, I said. I'm just saying, did, did I get that right? I thought you. No, no, I'm not talking about men pursuing you. I'm saying that, and I didn't say you need to have many men around. I'm saying that you need to have at least one man around, even if that man may have to change. He may have, he may come over for dinner, but it's abnormal, and the household is imbalanced if there's not a man coming in with masculine energy. And that was your answer to why we, one of the answers you gave to why we need a man. 
uh, a it man, is one, I think you said. It's, it's one reason why you need a man. If you don't have masculine energy in your home, somebody has to take it. Someone's going to end up taking it on a masculine role. And you don't want it to be you because you lose all of your femininity and men will run away from you because you don't have any femininity left. You don't have enough femininity left. Okay. Whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, this is extremely unattractive to masculine men when women are in masculine energy. Right. Well, you know, it's my intention to move forward. <laughs> I'm sorry, what's the other gentleman's name? I'm sorry, the, the, the gentleman that was on the phone. Who, oh, earlier? Talking? Yeah, just now. One of the callers? No, no my, no, name, he's, he's my name My name is Kair. Kair? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay, um, as Kaia was saying, um, moving forward, uh, in my situation with men uh, and being a masculine woman but trying to move forward and become more feminine and, and being a feminine woman, um, I don't pursue men. They usually pursue me but and in relationships and I usually spend quite some time with them but in a masculine way. But it, it it's always in in a it's not a good relationship. So let me mm-hmm. ask after, watch it, watch it. Let me, about the Hold on, let mm-hmm. me just cut to the chase. Tell me tell me in tell me in twenty seconds what your ideal situation is. Go. My ideal What's your ideal situation in 20 seconds? Go. My ideal situation would be to meet a man, a masculine man, uh, that uh, is loving, caring, um, provide, um, and interested in marriage. Uh, my kids are grown. I'm not, I won't be having any more children. Um, and um, I would say... Uh, Hello? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to couple that off with, um, ideal would be no arguments. Mm-hmm. Along with well, you know what? Else. You know what you're describing? You are what? describing something that's very basic. Yeah. And what if, what if I were to tell you that it is, it sounds to me like you do not have a picture in your mind as how great a relationship could be. This is a this is a problem because you cannot create something or or identify or accept something unless you know what it looks like. Well, I never really had it because all my life I've wanted it. I can picture it, but it's never there. It's it's just the opposite of everything I said to you. Mhm. Mhm. Well, you know that there's more. There's more. There's a lot more. You know, I, a in the best possible relationships that I have seen across this earth, men are coming home to women who adore them. When you describe what you want in an ideal relationship, you need to word you want adoration that you want to be adored. You know, you need to make sure that you describe in details, in details, all of the things that can take place. 
adoration, respect, lots of communication. Don't you want that? Yeah, I could have went on, but he said 20 seconds, you know. Okay. I mean, I just so, gave you the basic because, you know, the basics should clarify. I think it should, you know. But, yeah, of yeah, course, so, I would like to have respect. You know, you want communication, and you, um, you want him to be devoted to you, and you want him to brag to his friends about how awesome of a woman he has finally found. Right. So he asked, so Ashir asked, he asked what would be my ideal situation. And and you you could go on and on, which I'm agreeing to everything that you're saying, and I could go on too, but I, I didn't want to go on any further with the ideal situation. Okay. If that is the ideal situation, and it is, then what what's next? I mean, he asked the question. Just was it just a question, or was he gonna, you know, come back with with? Um, oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, the rest of that is focus on that. Write it down. Your niece probably will tell you that I tell her all the time. What you write on paper makes paper. See, a loving relationship that you are adored in, and there's there's no arguing, is valuable. It's more valuable than money. So I want you to write it down. And as Rose said, I want you to be clear where you can just spit it out. And and in the future, when I ask you again, because I am, because I know how to get your phone number, I want you to give me the high end. I don't want you to give me the basics no more. Like Rose said, Rose wants right. me and Ro want to hear the high end. And I want next time, because what Rose was really telling you that energetically, you can't even tell me what color his eyes are. I want so much detail. I want to know how tall he is. I want to know what he looks like, and I want to know what his favorite football team is, and I want to know, you know, even the best way that he holds your hand. Do you like him holding your right hand or your left hand even more? So I want I ask you that because that's a drill for you, and and no matter how old or young we are, we need drills. So you have to be able to start writing down what it looks like, and I want you to forget and work on forgetting and not paying any attention to how you were raised up. I want you to put all of your attention on what Aunt Cheryl wants. That's it, because your nieces and your nephews and your children still depend on you for that vision. They still depend on you, and the people in your community depend on you for you to be in a happy relationship. And I can go on and on, too, but we got to just start somewhere. So that's what we're going to start at tonight, all right? And I got to get one more caller before I go, okay? Thank you, Thank you. Uh, Thank you, and that sounds good. Thank you. And kiss your niece for me, too, until I said I love her. (laughs) I will. All right. All right. All right. Before uh, we ain't going to be able to get to everybody, so I got to let people know. Ro, tell everybody how they can um, get to your website how to get in contact with you and um how you and uh tell us how you feel about the show tonight. The show is great always. The website is manleads.com m a n l e a d s.com. You can get to all of the social media from there. Bong bong. She has all of the little live clips up at the top. You just click and it goes. And watch her on YouTube. She didn't tell you but she gives y'all like those little samples on Instagram and then it takes you to YouTube. Watch her on YouTube now. She's giving up some. Uh, she's giving her some. She's giving y'all some valuable, valuable info. All right. Uh, for me, y'all can catch me over at CoachKayer.com, and you can. My program that's open until the 19th is Moon Magic. 
If you need an astrology reading and you need the moon magic, you need to get in contact with me ASAP, and we need to talk tomorrow because my program does not let you come in when you feel like it. We're on a schedule over here, all right? Anybody that's interested in being a coach, you don't have to be a coach like me, but there's a shortage of good coaches out here and a lot of people who want to be coaches. Don't just try to do it. Learn from my mistakes. So I'm about to start training other coaches who want to be health coaches, wellness coaches, relationship coaches, business coaches. But you got to get coaching before you be a coach, all right? So reach out, get in contact with me as soon as possible. Uh, Caller from the 678-414-951 and 206. We love you. I just got to get your name real quick. I can't even get you just to, like, do do what you want because we're getting ready to cut off in 90 seconds. But I do want to hear who this is. So just tell me your name and where you're calling from, 678-36. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.